0: This is always ready, Matt Cardona, the internet champion, the thousand dollar broski, the Michael Jordan of wrestling, beer collecting. And listen, I'm way too fucking busy being a deathmatch king to be a guest on Wrestling Cheers, so the least I can do is open up the show. So welcome to Wrestling Cheers, you fucking marks.
1: Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you got taking a break from all your worries, show.
2: And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're the $1,000 Vansky. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an interview with Adam Van. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Ever This Is Fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, wrestlingchairs.podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestlingcheers twitter.com slash wrestlingchairs, and instagram.com slash Cheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, wrestlingcheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, we are here sitting down with Adam Van. Adam, how's it going this evening?
0: Uh, it's going great, Justin. Thank you for having me. This has been on my bucket list for a while to be on Wrestling Chairs, so I appreciate you giving me the invite.
2: Uh, and you you got to be on one-on-one before Joe. I mean, he's been on, but not one-on-one. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I know you've tried to get us uh, as a package deal in the past, but uh, myself and Joe are not accepting bookings as a tag team anymore. <laughs> you know, We only do the show at odds with wrestling together, but when we go and work other territories, we're singles acts.
2: Unless, like, we have a show at Hammerstein or something,
0: this is true. This is true. Even that, I have to get a very large duster for him to wear <laughs> and an oversized helmet to hide his identity.
2: <laughs> uh, so, um, I really have like nothing planned for this. Like, we're pretty much going to shoot this shit. I know we have a lot of things in common, a lot of uh, uh, collecting habits that we can uh, talk about and explore, but let's, yeah. Sure. Let's let's kind of touch with that whole Hammerstein thing. I didn't watch it, but I've watched enough. Like I've seen the clips. Like it's just been everywhere, and obviously, like he has retweeted a lot or tweeted a lot of that everything that happened. And holy fuck, like that at least that match sounded like so much fun.
0: Yeah, I was watching the GCW pay per view on my iPad while I had the football games on, you know, on the television. So my. Attention was kind of diverted into different places. I was just basically waiting for the Broski-Joey Janela match to come on, because that's the only thing I really wanted to see. And I agree with you, you can pick up pretty much everything you need from a Broski match on Twitter, because he shares it all in clip form. You might have to see it out of order for a little bit until you mm-hmm. kind of get the idea of what happened when. But I did see it live, and aside from a couple instances of my totally legitimate feed uh, breaking down and, and kind of buffering, uh, I was able to see the whole thing, and... The general consensus online from a lot of the people that I think we both follow were just shitting all over it and being like, it it was everything that was wrong with ECW. It had all these run-ins and heel turns and, you know, fake heel turns and like schmazzes and fake outs. And I'm like, that's what made it awesome. It was kind of like a winking at how bad some of the ECW stuff was. And that's what I liked about it, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, you had Brian Myers, a part of it and, you know, hands down, like one of the top ECW fans that there is out there, like not even just in the business, probably like someone who at least wasn't there, like as a wrestler, hands down, like probably a top five and how much he loves that company. So I I get all of that. And I think too, like I didn't think about it until I saw the clip that Brian Myers was there. And I was like, Oh yeah, that why why wouldn't he be there? Like, and the way they they would talk about on the podcast, like he never, uh, sound like he wanted to be there, but not like in a bad way, just like he never like brought it up. So like it to me, it seemed like a really cool surprise. And then you got the whole fact of they're all together, like even, you know, Mark uh, fucking Chelsea, obviously, and swoggle. Like that's fun. Like I love, like especially like I love swoggle after sitting down, and having the interview with him like he's easily become one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely. I feel like uh, Brian Myers no sold a lot of the ECW talk and to a suspicious level. You know, like the whole, like, oh, I don't really care that you brought back the ECW television title. I don't care that you've been kind of calling out hardcore guys and former ECW guys or calling yourself an ECW original, which Broski is, you know? Uh, So it was rather suspicious how little Brian Myers acknowledged it. So to have him pop up and maybe be on the same page as broski on their GCW run. It's definitely interesting. And the people who hate broski will continue to hate him. And the people who don't want to watch GCW will continue to not want to watch it. But I'll I'll do what I keep doing. I'll just seek out whatever broski stuff I can find. And uh, I'll follow him to GCW or I'll follow him to AIW, wherever it is. And I'll enjoy it myself. And if people don't like it, tough. You yeah.
2: know, I mean, one of my favorite tweets about the match, and uh, actually they they tweeted something then they quote tweeted it and added to it was from Jeff cannonball saying Janela versus Cardone is everything I want in pro wrestling. And then later quote tweeting it and said, I tweeted this before the run-ins it should be noted. I've been proven right. (laughs) So I thought, I thought that was awesome. And
0: yeah, um, just a lot of negativity. I mean, if it's not your thing, don't watch it, you know,
2: yeah, there's just that thing right now with Cardona where, like, obviously, like, too, with A.I.W., like, so many people hate him. Like, this, like you're the first person I feel like that's been on here that we can praise Broski
0: uh-huh. instead of, like, <laughs> oh,
2: I hate him. He's a piece of shit. He's garbage. And I hate, like, all this stuff. And it's like, okay, like, I get it. And I'll always use my story of, like, you know, he sold me that crown for uh, half the price that I thought he was. And he sold it for me less than what I know it was sold for because, I mean, he probably got his referee. I'm almost mm-hmm. almost guaranteeing it so as much of a piece of shit as a lot of people say he is i'm like i i've experienced a totally different side of him
0: yeah and i've had very little interactions but the the couple times i've met him and got meet and greets and that kind of stuff he's been awesome just the very little behind the scenes talking to him in the major pod group you know granted i'm buying stuff from him but still <laughs> you know you can uh they're, they're, you can tell when somebody's like being at least cordial you know and I feel like Broski gets a bad rap because not because he's a bad person. I just don't think he's necessarily always aware of how some things he does or says comes off. You know, like there was, excuse me, months ago, he had tweeted out. And this is back when he was like courting everybody. He's tweeting at Nick Gage. He's tweeting at everybody on the indies because he wants work. He wants to get some buzz. Mm -hmm. And he had tweeted out a picture of him wrestling Alberto Del Rio something like 8 9 years ago. Yeah. And a lot of the people in my circle were like, "Oh, Brosky, no, no. No that that that's not smart. You want you want to stay the hell away from Alberto Del Rio." And the conversation I had with some of my friends about this is I don't think it was like Roski endorsing Alberto Del Rio. I just think he just doesn't take the temperature of the room or really think out a lot of the things he does and says, but on the other side, he's a genius when it comes to, you know, getting publicity and getting buzz and that kind of stuff. So, uh, I think you got to take the good with the bad. I, I don't think that at the heart of it, that he's as bad as a lot of these people want him to be, you know? And
2: I, I think he's like the master of the slow build. he, had the same thing with EC3 and Nick gate to where he legitimately built those over time, just bit by bit. Like I was at the live show that EC3 quote crashed and how, like how awkward it was in the room and all this kind of stuff with everything he was saying. And like all the, like, I mean, that part was like true. Like there was walking awkward, but I could tell like some, something was being built and there, there kept being like little things here and there. To the point, like, we, we end up getting the, their first match at uh, Free the Narrative. Mm-hmm. And then he did the same thing with Gage, even going back to, he would, like, randomly say stuff about Gage. And, like, they would, they would be spaced out. In the, I called it the first time because instantly I was like, I want Gage versus Cardona. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. every time it was mentioned, even going back to that same live show, like, I made some sort of, like, quote about, or not quote, but, like, some sort of comment in the group about how I would love to see that in Broski shot. down. like, it's not happening, but still it was like bit by bit.
0: Yeah. And, and I just love the extra level of, doing an unboxing video on YouTube of your opponent's <laughs> figure like I remember the bargain basement micro brawler of Nick Gage that bros did an unboxing of prior to the GCW show the death match and uh, that just being like I'm like holy shit this is a great way to, to do a backdoor behind you know promo and, and just to tear down somebody's figure and then he did the same thing with Janelle's FTC piece of garbage figure as well um, I think it's just if you have a crappy figure you know you deserve to have one of those those those, uh those interviews or whatever
2: <laughs> uh, hopefully it doesn't have one with ethan page
0: oh uh, yeah i feel bad for ethan page like ethan page doesn't have a quality micro brawler doesn't have a quality figure yet we're hoping to get that that unwieldy hashtag uh that joe has of getting like please make ethan page in the next slide of unrivaled or whatever uh he needs a real figure not an ftc yeah
2: i think we've said like in the batting order now it's like a, okay we're getting kingston Next up is Paige. And then after that's Lee Moriarty.
0: Ah, uh, all right. I didn't sign on the Lee Moriarty, <laughs> but I'm not willing to oppose it. You know, I don't have maybe a second Ty Conti figure first. Uh, well, um, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe one with some, some interesting packaging or maybe the figures in there in reverse. I don't know. Well, I'm workshopping it. I have some rough prototypes in my, in my house right now.
2: Maybe uh 12 more Cody's before we get
0: to that point. all right fair enough
2: i hate admitting that i do have a cody figure but it was only because i want i wanted all of series one
0: okay i was gonna ask which one you have because i also have a cody figure i'm not proud of it Mm -hmm. i have the one the uk ring that's right yeah that I got from Walmart. So, so much for being a UK exclusive ring, but that comes with a Cody, and I bought two and I flipped one, and I still have it and I don't know, one of these days, because I'm a, I'm a dirty flipper, Justin, and I, I'm trying to, trying to, like, kind of recover from that, but at, <laughs> at my heart, I still buy things in multiples.
2: Sadly, the the one AEW figure that I want from, or probably the, I want to say the second most, because the top one I want is definitely the Britt Baker Chase, but other than that, I really need the first actual brandy. Okay. To, to finish off like the actual regular series one.
0: Okay. I was going to ask like, uh, they, they, did they make a second version of the brandy? Cause I know that they're, they kind of adjusted the skin tones. I just don't know if she did have two versions or not, or if they just added a B to the box. Uh, it,
2: it was basically, I think all of series one got a B, and I bought all the mine, uh, when they came out, like, I from a Walmart. I I'll never forget this day. I will, we went, you we normally go to Walmart on Fridays, but it didn't work out for whatever reason. We decided to go on a Saturday. And this was actually like a Saturday that before that we went to a, to- a toy, store about an hour or so away from here. And like, we kind of had a kind of like a date day. Cause we also went to the Mansfield prison, which is where Shawshank Redemption was filmed or parts of it was filmed. And Afterwards, when we came home, it's like, all right, now we're going to go grocery shopping. And I immediately, you know, go for the figure aisle, like it was pretty much empty. And then as I'm like looping back around, I completely missed like a center aisle standee, like all like one of the four sided ones. Yeah, yeah. And they just put some out and they had all of series one there. That obviously, because at that point, Brandy wasn't released yet, but they had yeah, cause she
0: was exclusive to ringside for a little while.
2: Uh, Exclusive to Ringside, and like she wasn't part of like the first shipment that went to stores. So, but I went there; they had one of all of them at least. Some there was, I think, like maybe like a second thing of bucks. I can't remember the rest. I just remember like look, like looking at them like one, two, three, four, five. Oh fuck! I'm like shit. That's that's a hundred (laughs) and twenty dollars right there. Like I'm buying them all because they're right here. And this was obviously the beginning of the pandemic where you know, you'd go down the figure aisle and like, you'd be lucky to find, you know, a handful of figures.
0: Yeah. Uh, it took me at least a year of the AW figures being on the market before I ever saw one in the wild. I feel like the first one I ever saw was maybe the Sheeta or the Jake Hager. So what were those like series four, series five, something like that. Yeah.
2: And you couldn't like, depending on where they're at, like you can see them a lot now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still, to this day, I've always said that I wanted to buy an Orange Cassidy in the wild. Like, it doesn't matter that I already have, like, eight of them. I (laughs) I was like, if I see one in a store, I want to be able to say, I bought an Orange Cassidy off of the peg, and it never happened. So there's still a lot of figures, AEW figures that I've just never seen. And the same thing's happening with a lot of the most recent WWE figures. Like, I have not seen any of the last, like, three waves in stores. I keep having to... Buy stuff online or in the major Facebook group, which is, you know, very frustrating, especially just to go back to the AEW figures. Have you been seeing how many of these jerks are finding, like, oh, went to the store today, found five chases? Yeah. Oh, like, I, I'm like, I get it that it's all about positivity and you're supposed to be like, hey good job, buddy. But I'm like, I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> I've never seen a chase and you're coming back from Walmart with like multiples. I want to fight you. That's how I feel when I'm seeing these posts.
2: I'm always like when I see the ones for the Britt Baker chase, I'm thinking like, Hey, you want to sell me that for cost? Not yeah. like, not like your markup that you're going to want to sell it for a hundred plus.
0: Yeah. These are the same people that when I, in a like in a couple of weeks, when I go to put my, my extra set of uh, Cardona wedding brawlers up and I expect like a profit, these are the same people that are going to be like me you're gouging on the prices that I'm going to say the same thing. I'd be like, okay, sell me a, uh, a Britt Baker or any AEW chase. Sell me for 35 shipped. Wow. And if you're not going to do that, then uh, leave me alone. You
2: know. You know one find that I I have not posted online, and I was su- number one surprised that I found it, and uh, was happy at the same time. Sadly, it's not an AEW figure, but it was simply just a Chelsea Green basic. Okay. Because that's one I've been looking for in the wild, and like my Walmart has like a fuck ton of basics. Like right now, like whenever they got restocked, like. That's the one that they ordered like so much of, and a lot of times there's uh, like a bunch just on the that top shelf where they put the overstock. And I'm like, I mean, always like I'll go through every single one just to be like, yeah. look at the nameplate, see like is this anybody new? And a lot of it's the Otis, it's the Nick Cage, Shawn Michaels, it's you know ones like that.
0: <laughs> the Nick Cage, Shawn Michaels. I'm just catching.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what I call it.
2: Yeah. But then I'll try my best to go through the ones on the top. And I came up with a system this time. I was like, well, I'm going to see them from the back first. Cause like when I'm I'm almost slide it, I'm going to be able to see the bag. So if it's not Chelsea series, I know like it's not it. And like there were a few from that series and then I ended up pulling one down and it was fucking her. And it was the only one I was like, holy fuck. Sadly, it wasn't, it wasn't the chase, but it was still, I still
0: found it in the wild. Okay. I was going to ask if it was the chase or the regular, cause I found the regular one in the wild twice and I did buy it on the second attempt. Cause I, I I'm sure, you know, from following me on social media or listen to my podcast, I'm very OCD with like conditioning of packaging. Cause I'm a yeah. mint on card guy. So the first time I found the Chelsea basic, it was kind of beat up. So I was like, Nope, I will find another one. Just assuming that because it was a basic, I'd be tripping all over them. But, uh, for whatever reason my area and there's maybe three walmarts and two targets that i i regularly hit finding even basics is impossible and uh, i i did i did manage to get a chelsea basic uh non chase i've never seen a chase like not in person i know a lot of people told me oh you could have got it from ringside during all the holiday specials that they ran but like ringside likes to pre-stomp your figures like they'll give them elbow (laughs) drops and then like shove them into a box that's way too small and i can sometimes stomach that if it's a boxed figure like an elite or something like that but if you're gonna get a figure that's on a card it's gonna get destroyed if you buy from ringside so i just don't i don't deal with that um maybe one day but like there's my closest walmart that's maybe five minutes away there is a drew mcintyre basic that has been the sole wrestling figure in that department for about two weeks now
2: okay next time i go to my walmart i'm I'll even go to actually another one too. Uh the two closest to me. I'll take pictures and yeah, there's a, right now there's so many basics and I've not had that big of a problem with ringside, but I've only oh. bought a handful of figures. And a lot of times it's because I want, I want it as soon as it comes out. And on top of it, I've learned even before all this, uh, buy with a protector. Like I bought Britt Baker's figure the day that they came out or David, uh, it was announced that they were on pre, uh, ringside, bought two uh, in the protector, one for me and one for my wife because she likes prep Baker too. Sure. So boom, obviously I had no issues there, but even then before them, uh, I'm trying to like look, which, oh, the Venom Johnny Gargano figure. I got that just fine. I know I bought that from ringside and then uh, the major wrestling figure podcast figures that I bought, you know, those were, I didn't have any issues. That I always think the thing too is, Sometimes it's not necessarily who's shipping it. Sometimes it's like the part of the mail system that gets it as yeah. in like, let's say we both get something from Florida. We'll uh, say we both bought something from Cardona. Fuck it. It's go- like our journey is going to have like a similar route up until a certain point, I would think. And then they're going to, they're going to split off or they're going to go to completely different routes and we can get them in two different conditions.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do have well-documented feuds with my local <laughs> letter. You do. <laughs> But my issue with ringside has always been they're either they would fit too many figures in a box that's way too small mm-hmm. or uh, use a box that's nine sizes too large. And it just kind of sw- the figure swings around like a maraca inside of it, you know. So, plus, I, again, I'm I'm OCD. I mean, you know, I take out the jeweler's loop and look at all the corners. And I recently had a ringside order where I bought the, uh, the Big Boss Man Elite Chase, where he's the boss from WCW. Yeah and a couple other elites and it was like a sale or whatever and they sent me the box and literally every single figure there was five figures in there and every single figure was like in bad shape and not like Adams being ocd and anal bad shape but like crunched bad Mm -hmm. shape so i sent them an email and they basically were like okay as a one-time thing we'll replace these figures and i'm like really (laughs) <laughs> like you you literally sell figures for a dollar off as damaged packaging so clearly somebody there knows how to tell the difference between a damaged box and a non-damaged but I digress it's i have my wars with many different uh, fronts with the post office with ringside with all the people finding chases in the wild i'm a am an angry person justin
2: <laughs> well at least you know ringside collectibles didn't send you a thing of mechanical pencils uh, in mistake for a figure cuz i mean i mean i have that with amazon
0: <laughs> yeah you know what you, you got me there i actually was sent what i was promised from amazon so you have me beat that you got your pencils Were they chase pencils so that's the <laughs> question
2: <laughs> i'll never forget it because like the first time uh, i was supposed to be johnny and then it was christian and i was like well i ordered christian so that's fine i'll just like cancel this second part of the order or like try to like get it all figured out and they were like well you know you know, obviously we, they looked up and like, oh, we can see like, like the issues that was with the posting. So you did get what you end up ordering. So like, we have to like, just cancel the rest of the order or something like that. And you can rebuy it here. So I, I did that. And yeah. so I was, you know, expecting, you know, I have the right order and then like came in and, oh, uh, she wasn't my wife yet, but I asked her, I was like, cause she got home before me. I was like, do I have a package she's like, yeah. And I'm like, is it in a box? She goes, no, it's in a mail. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> Me thinking, you know, because obviously sometimes this stuff happens with with Amazon packages that are just like, oh, you know, it's a toy that's going to get open. So, you know, I am not throwing throw it in here. So I was just like, can you open it? Because, like, I was expecting, like, to see, like, horrible damage. And she pulls it out and she's like, it's mechanical pencils. I'm like, what? What the f- fuck? <laughs> and, oh. then, and then a story that I don't think I've really told, like, I had issues returning it. Um, like... You have to like take it to an Amazon facility, which I did do. Uh, They scanned it and a few weeks later they were like, oh, we didn't get your return. So we're taking our money back. Uh And I'm like, uh, a bullshit. It's not like I mailed it to you and like you lost in the mail. I went in to a Amazon store or whatever and said, this is my return. Here's the scan, scan it and we're done
0: yeah
2: (laughs) like was it a figure no because you fucked that up yeah yeah and like that's
0: that great amazon return opportunity right there like i'm just gonna see that i got pencils anytime i buy something from amazon bought a bought an ipad oh no you sent me pencils justin said it was okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i they i have had like good history with them i'm like yeah i've never scammed you guys like obviously something was wrong And, like, I I rarely even have issues with my mail of, like, getting packages. Like, I think we've had, not counting that, two. And one was recent when I didn't receive an entire order for pro wrestling tees.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing it was something that you wanted to take to an AIW show, right?
2: Yeah. I bought the ALIW shirt and I bought the Broski of the Week shirt because, like, I had just won Broski of the Week. And, like, it was going to come in literally that week. Like, I was supposed to have it, I think, on Monday. Yeah. I've had the issue because like the other issue that I had before was it was like a handful of years ago where I got a notification like it was going to be delivered this one day and then like it didn't show and I was like what the fuck and then somehow it went out for delivery again the next day so I don't I don't know what happened or maybe even they, it, they said it was delivered and it wasn't there but no matter what like it went back out for delivery the next day and we fixed it like everything was fine. But this, yeah. but this time nothing, I had to file a police report. I had to, um, do some, uh, make a claim through the post office, like make sure there's a lot of documentation. Then I finally got a hold of them and then they were like, yeah, well, you know, we'll send you a new order. So I'm like, all right, cool. Thank you. But still,
0: yeah, like I don't even well, know. Per- Pro Wrestling Tease is very well known for having exceptional customer service. So you yeah, got nothing to worry about there.
2: You know what? I'm I'm not going to complain too much. The only complaint I'm going to have about their customer service is, and this is just how I am with emails, because like you have to talk to them or like you can do phone, but I tried once and like, they think never called me back. Fine, whatever. So I did their email. And normally just how I am with emails, because I'm like replying on my phone and everything, and, like or even like you do it on a computer where you get that like, Every, like every previous message is like is right there, like I delete it, yeah, because I'm like, well, normally in a lot of systems, those are already archived for you. and like I'm like this is the new message in in the conversation. That's like if you were you were texting somebody and all of a sudden, like all the te- like everything underneath it was also like all the text from your conversation that's already there. So I was like, yeah, I just did automatically delete it. Well, it turns out in their system, they need that so they can tell what that like everything they're responding to. So I kept deleting it, and then they were like, like, what's going on? I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like...
0: They're like, who are you? What do you want?
2: (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, okay. Like, once we figured it out, I was like, oh, I just always delete that because...
0: Yeah. See, I'm of the the mindset and I I share this with my co-host Joe Sposto is whenever I order something or have a problem with something, I I keep the email. And until I have the item in my hands and everything's cool, that is when I have the permission to delete the email. So I have emails of like pre-orders of toys that I made over a year ago. Obviously, the Super 7 you know, Hawkins figures. And uh, there's an Asriel figure that I ordered over a year ago that still hasn't shipped yet. And you know, I'm sure the, uh, the, uh, Hasbro ring will be one of the older emails, but I try to keep everything there until, until the stuff's in my hand and it's gotten a picture and it's up on Instagram and then, it, then it's free to delete the email. You mean new generation ring? Yeah. Yeah. I does it say new generation ring, which I, I backed for no reason other than the fact that broski told me it was a wise <laughs> financial decision. <laughs>
2: I, I did it like for partially cause I feel like peer pressure. With yeah. like everybody talking about it, not necessarily like I like oh, Cardona told me to buy it. It was just keep hearing people talk about it, and like I did like that Doink figure, and I See, was like, I
0: don't. The Doink figure is the one that it's like as soon as I get it, that Doink figure is going up to with my friend Edward Bay. That is gone. I th-
2: I mean I think the big thing for me was the Macho Man. Yeah, but like because like the Doink wasn't uh, right off the rip, and like we didn't know if we were going to get to a stretch goal because like how slow it went at first. So I was like, uh, whatever, but like that, they did that much on anything and I did it on like the last day and that's when that, that thing went crazy, which I'm, I'm happy it, it went through and then it actually got me kind of a reason to do the crowdfunding for the proton pack. So okay. I got that coming. Eventually I have to, I still have to order the Spangler wand. And like the thing that I love about the proton pack was that they, a, they left way more time. I think they did like a month and a half. And they did the smart thing, like they did, kind of have the movie like right in the middle, to where like you would have your initial sales, and then you know you'd have people like kind of like trickle in, and then like when that movie hit, like within a week, like there was like a good jump, to the point of like much like the New Generation Ring, they they hit all the stretch goals, but the stretch yeah. goals for the Proton Pack were much higher.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's just fun to be involved in that stuff. You know, I think the the new gen ring was the first thing that I've ever backed. I do regret not backing the Razor Crest as a Mandalorian fan, you know, and like looking at the prices now of some of that stuff. You know, I don't even think the Razor Crest is shipped yet, to be honest with you, but just people selling the Mm pre-orders for astronomical rates. I'm like, man, I got to just like, you know, get involved in this stuff and, you know, change my mind later after I have it, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I, could, I can kind of see that. The new generation ring was also my, uh, like I said, first. I think I said that the first one that I ever backed. And it was so much fun to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, to be hitting refresh and checking mm-hmm. in every day. And like myself and Joe were covering it on the, our podcast and just seeing like where we're at. And, you know, it, it was just fun to be involved in it and just be part of the part of a little group that backed the ring, you know? And that's what made me uh, go buy the other Macho Man Ultimate,
2: too, because I was like, oh, shit, like, that's going to go like crazy. And then yeah. uh, Rick from Time Capsule Toys said in the Facebook group, he's like, my order from, like, the factory was just canceled. So if you can get them, get them. So I, I yeah. oh, that's that's the other thing I went to ringside. I was like, cause I'm, trying to figure, I'm like, I knew I ordered something else. And yeah, also ordered in a protector.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I've like. That I, ever since I backed that ring, I have so many ultimates. I, I used to be like, all right, I kind of want this ultimate, you know, like when there was the line that had the macho, because I believe it was macho and edge were in that, whatever that line of elite was or ultimates was. And I, I bought the edge because I was like, oh, I like the edge. Not crazy about the macho. And then there was another line where uh, I forget what it was. It might've been like, oh, I bought the fiends, but I didn't buy the Hollywood Hogan, you know, like I was picking and choosing. And then by the time I got the new gen ring, I was like, fuck it, I'm buying every single ultimate. And I went back and I, I don't have everything because there's some of them are, that are just astronomically priced. But like I have everything, like every time they pre-order an assortment of two, I get them. I, I obviously pre-ordered the Alexa Bliss one, you know, figure of the year, I'm sure. Um, and then there was that one instance where randomly uh Entertainment Earth was like, oh, here's ultimate series two available to order. And like, these were, that was the triple H and fiend line. And like, those are $200 ultimates. And it was like, get the two of them for 50 bucks. And they were in stock. And I was like, there's no chance they're going to ship this. And uh, surprisingly they shipped them, even though the triple H was destroyed. But uh, so yeah, I've been trying to like fill in all the ultimates as best as I can.
2: I love finding those opportunities where you can get something like so cheap, and it's worth a lot more. Like my, one of my favorite stories of that was the uh, Egon Slimed Funko Pop that I have with the, in the Acto One, because yeah. I think it was like I was looking for that for a while. I did find a website like years ago when I was like really like piecing the whole collection together, and like they were wanting I think two seventy five, and the price for it at that time was or no not two seventy five or was it? Now, like with prices, I'm trying to like remember where it was, or maybe it was. I think it was this. It was around 150, but they were selling it for 175. So I was like, ah, uh, like it's there. Like I'll eventually get it, but at some point, like it was sold out. But it had yeah. it had the thing like, hey, put in your email address here, and we'll let you know when when it's in stock. And I'm like, yeah, fine, whatever. Two years ago or three years ago, fuck. I was watching Royal Rumble, and I checked my phone. And it was like, oh, hey, we got a slimed Egon in the Ecto-1 in stock. And I'm like, wait a minute. And like at this point, like it had jumped about a hundred bucks. So we were, we were closer to 300 bucks at the time. Oof. And I checked the price still 175. Okay. So I was like, like I crunch numbers. I'm like, can I afford this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck I can. And <laughs> I fucking jumped on it because like, even if I was going to just like sell it, like I was, I could have made profit. Yeah, easy. Like The thing that I did, though, is I had I had a Funko Pop that was jumped crazy in price. I don't know if you've heard this story. I know I've told it on the podcast before where uh, some friends of mine who are sadly no longer married, but like they were having like some build problems at the time. And they had like a bunch of Funko Pops and much like a lot of collections. You kind of like go, okay, like I can live without this, 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 this. And they were like trying to sell them. One of them was a flocked Ralphie from A Christmas Story. And of like all the ones that they were selling. That's the only one that I liked. So I bought it for 20 bucks within about a year that started like shooting up and every Christmas it would bump up about 50 bucks. So after I bought that Egon, that pop was starting to be worth around 150 or maybe, maybe even closer to 200. And I think I sold it for maybe it was around 175. So I was like, I was able to sell one and replace it with one. I wanted more. So it was like a really crazy investment. Like I said, I got it so cheap and I sold it for way more.
0: That's what I like to refer to as importing and exporting, you know, (laughs) constantly, you know, bringing stuff in, sending stuff out. So, you know what, I'll I'll have to ask you this. Since you mentioned spending as much as you did on that Funko, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and put you on the spot. What's the most you've ever spent on a figure, on a doll?
2: I'm pretty sure that's, I'm really pretty sure that's it. Oh, no, no. Uh, It's in between that and my original turbo, man. I think i paid a roughly the same price
0: okay around like 175 ish
2: uh closer to 200 yeah i have to i think i have a picture when i bought it at toy high also bought it from rick from timing out toys but yeah i think it's those two because like just looking around like my uh office with all my wrestling figures on the wall like most of them are you know the average price
0: yeah okay I, I i definitely have you beat. i have a lot of uh rabbit holes <laughs> that have gone down um as you know i am the michael jordan of Azrael figure collecting uh, i am fortunate that just about every one of those i bought rather inexpensively but uh another one of my vices is collecting sound wave figures mm-hmm. you know from the transformers and like i know there's a masterpiece that i probably spent like 400 on and um a couple of those that were like, I feel like 200 is the low end of like your average Soundwave figure or reissue or whatnot. Um, there's actually one of them that I just discovered, and this is the problem: is I get bored and I start Googling stuff. I go on like Wikis, and I found a complete list of every Soundwave figure ever made, and I was like, okay, I have this, I have this, I don't need that. That doesn't meet the rules because my rule is that Soundwave has to transform into a cassette deck. If he doesn't transform into a cassette deck, like if he's, oh, this one transforms into a jet or a jeep or something like that, like, I don't need that. But if you transform into a cassette deck, I need it. So like, I use that as my go-to. But I actually found, apparently there's this Chinese tablet manufacturer and I can't pronounce it, but it's like X-I-A-M-I, like Xiaomi, something to that effect. And a couple of years ago, they came out with, a transformer and it may or may not have been licensed who knows things are fast and loose over there but it was called Soundwave and it transformed into an iPad or like a tablet type deal and i was like okay that's cool but it might be a bootleg it might be chinese whatever and i found out that the next year they issued the same thing at San Diego Comic-Con by Hasbro And it's like an English packaging and it's Soundwave. It doesn't meet the rules, but I'm like, well, an iPad is kind of like a 2022 version of a cassette deck. You know, it has a lot of the same features. (laughs) And then I was like, do I need the American version that I know is legitimate? Do I need the Chinese version because it's the first one? Do I need them both? So I'm like kind of doing the gymnastics on it. And like, these are like two to $300 a piece. And I'm like, I kind of need all of them. So that's like kind of a preview of the upcoming weeks of, uh, at odds with wrestling weekly purchases. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the big thing that I promised that I was going to talk about this week, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just tell you at some point when we get to the weekly purchases, part of wrestling cheers, I'll tell you what some of the big, okay. big boy purchases this week were
2: <laughs> thinking about like what I've spent like big money on. That's like part of like collecting. Cause obviously like. Like I have, I have a French bulldog that those aren't not cheap. So like I spend, no. I spent a lot of money on her, but like when it comes to collecting and it's, it's not figure related or anything, it's actually sports related is I like jerseys. I yeah. have two jerseys that I spent over $300 for and they are pretty much both the same. They are both personalized elite jerseys, like top notch straight from The NFL, not no Chinese bullshit where I was gonna, you would get ripped off if you paid $300 for it. No, yeah, they are legit. Uh, got uh, the Browns and I got the Bears, both number seven
0: with my name on it. Okay, see, I have a bunch of football jerseys, and I think this is where we might start butting heads with our football allegiances, but I'm of the mindset where when it comes to like a football jersey. I don't mind getting the shady Chinese knockoffs. And I've bought from like these Russian websites where you have to make sure you're using PayPal and whatnot, or otherwise you'll get robbed. But I've always been happy with tees? what i got. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's a> shady <laughs> that shady operation, that gypsy of a company that won't be there in the morning. But – uh, I, I don't mind getting a bootleg jersey. You know, they come with the patches all sewed on and everything like that. And you can't really tell the difference, but. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit.
2: bullshit. Uh-huh. I can tell the difference.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because- right, you know what we'll do? We'll have to have. I'm going to, when we're done recording this, I'm going to take some close up photos of some of the jerseys I've gotten from some of these places. And I want you to. Well, obviously, you're going to know that they're fake, but I want you to tell me how you could tell.
2: Well, because, like, I, like, what got me into jerseys was when I spent like a lot of money on through eBay, and then the, the like first jersey I bought was a Josh Cribbs jersey because it was right around that time. And when I wore it into work, some friends of mine were like, "Like that looks really weird. Like, like I don't know what's what's wrong about it." And eventually, I found out like because I bought like at the same time I bought that one, I bought a Hester and I bought a Brian Urlacher jersey. The Hester and the Cribbs were fake the Urlocker was real. Uh, It was at that time, because I used to, I loved Reebok uh, when they had Mm -hmm. the jerseys because like they had three really distinct levels and like the mid-level was probably like, in my opinion, the best value because it was only like 150 and it had elements that were sewed on it, but like there were some things that were kind of like printed on it uh, just depending on what it was exactly. And I started to do a deep dive, like learning like what the differences are. And a lot of them, like, like the colors off Uh, the stitching is different. The material that is used is different. Like I'll send you a close up of my Browns Jersey. Uh, The, the number on the front is like this really different material. And I've never seen any Jersey, like even my bears one isn't necessarily like this, but like, I don't know how to, how to explain it, but it's just, it is a completely different material. And I know if like, if I would compare that to a Chinese knockoff, that it wouldn't be the same. And also too, there are like, there's just a lot of quality differences of like, they will tear down over time. Like that Josh Cribbs Jersey that I had, like certain things that were ironed on, on it, like the, the Brown stripes at that time that were on the, on the sleeves, those fucking after like so many washes, like started to fade. Yeah. So like
0: most, most things associated with the Browns do eventually kind of turn to shit pretty quickly.
2: Okay. Well, uh, so uh, uh, now we're going to get into the part of the show where we talk about last year's playoff game. I had I uh, had um, like rewatched the whole thing.
0: That was the show homework this week. I forgot to watch it. Damn it!
2: <laughs> but
0: yeah, no, no. I, yeah, here's the thing, man. And obviously, uh, we we talked about this off the air a couple of days ago. Uh, I don't dislike the Browns. You know, I I don't dislike the Bengals. If anything. I probably hate the Ravens more than I hate anybody else in the division as a Steelers fan. It's just one of those things where obviously I'm in the same circles as a lot of the, uh, you folks from Ohio, from, you know, on Twitter and whatnot. And I just feel like there's just all this Steelers hate whether it be towards Roethlisberger or Mason Rudolph or Tomlin or the team in, in general. And I just feel like it's my job to stick up for them. And uh, just obviously I have to go and then attack the Browns and attack the Bengals because you do got to go on the offensive every once in a while. But uh, uh, I really, and it's, it's funny because a lot of you guys have turned on him, but I've always liked Baker Mayfield. So I, I don't hate the Browns.
2: Oh, I haven't, I haven't turned on Baker Mayfield. I said I want him to have – one or two more years right now with the Browns because I I don't think everything was adding up for him this year. Uh, and if you really look at his, like how he's played, like his first year was great. His second year was bad. His third year was great. His fourth year was bad. Okay. Let's see how we do year five. If he has another stinky year, well, writing's on the wall. If he has another good year, I, I still want him to prove it. So that's why yeah. I kind of go, I want one or two more years with him. So I I haven't turned on him. I know there are the, the the people that that have and everything, but yeah, that's that's not me. But also, too, going back to what you're saying about Steelers and Ravens and everything, like I hear that a lot from uh, Pittsburgh fans, and a lot of them also say, which I, I've I've had this battle for ye- for a long time, where I'm I always say, you know, Browns and Steelers are a rivalry, and a lot of them will get, well, it's not a rivalry, it's 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 one side. I'm like, well, well, no, Browns do get in some wins, like it's not like exactly with you know michigan ohio state where there was that like long stretch or they would get like one win but then have like another long stretch of losses like browns were able to pull off like even just going back to last year we were pull out be able to pull off back-to-back wins and back-to-back weeks and like the first time i was like oh well uh the starters weren't playing okay then we played in pittsburgh against big ben and almost retired his ass so like obviously like it's not it's not one-sided but uh I think it was after the last game of the season, uh, which was, that was against, no, it was against Bengals. But anyway, um, there was a friend of mine, or even it was after the Browns-Pittsburgh game, where the second one, where he was like, oh, you know, Browns fans, sit down, shut up, blah, blah, blah. It's not a rivalry. And I'm like, I wonder what he said last year after the playoffs. And I like scrolled back through his Facebook, found the post, and he was like, you know, I'm happy we have a rivalry again. I'm like, mm, oh, oh, okay. So I call, I've called him out for him. I think he deleted the post. Cause I was just yeah. basically saying like you were last year, you were like in in defeat. Like he was very humble. I will give him that saying like, Oh, you know, uh, I'm glad the rivalry's back to one year later. Like, Oh, you, you guys suck. The, the, this ain't a rivalry. But when all that happened, I'm like, what does rivalry mean? So I looked up the definition and loosely like going off memory. was like, like people in the same field going for the same goal, like in so many words. And I'm like, So yeah, by definition, like we're both in the same division, going for the division title, we're we're rivals. Whether you want them, like, is it as heated as it is the Pittsburgh, uh, Baltimore rivalry? No, no, it's it's not, but yeah, still a rivalry.
0: I, I always feel like when it comes to the my side of that argument is. If it's like kind of a back and forth thing, like the Ravens got in the way of Pittsburgh advancing in the playoffs a bunch of times. So that's why I kind of feel like they are the rivals. You know, they were winning divisions and then Pittsburgh was winning the division. And yes, the Steelers are playing the Browns twice a year. They're playing the Bengals twice a year. But up until recently, the Browns or the Bengals weren't really a threat to that advancing in the playoffs you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of why as a Steelers fan, I never really saw them as legitimate threats. And yeah, you guys, the Browns destroyed Pittsburgh last year because Pittsburgh was a phony. Like Pittsburgh started off, I don't know, 11-0. and And while it was fun to to pad those stats and, you know, build Roethlisberger's Hall of Fame resume, I knew they were not a team that was going to go far in the playoffs, but they were exposed late in the season. and. Uh, I have not had high hopes for Pittsburgh the last couple of years, at least until next year. when we have Russell Wilson under center or, uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, but something to that effect. But, uh, I, I do take the Bengals seriously now. Uh, maybe I will take the, the Brown seriously. We shall see as the, the pod van dam discord is blowing up my computer. I apologize.
2: <laughs> well, there's a reason why I have that. I have that server on mute right now, but anyway, um, <laughs> Yeah, the when it comes to like right now, when it, with uh, all the all the teams and everything, like I'm I'm halfway rooting for the Bengals because like I look at it from like the, the point of view of even you know before this year, like dude, they haven't won a playoff game since the early '90s, like early '90s, and you know I've I've seen my team do, I mean, not even make it, and I've watched so many times like they'd make it lose, make it lose, make it lose. So this year, like you got your third quarterback in like the past like 15 years or so that but this one like seems to be way better than palmer and uh red rocket why am i <laughs> andy uh, Dalton. Andy Dalton, yeah so i was like yeah i'm like i would like to see them win so they pulled out the first one it's like fuck yeah this is great and then you know i watched them win this past weekend and i thought that was cool too now they're going up against the fucking chiefs like i'm gonna if i were to bet on it i'm gonna put money on the chiefs but if the Bengals win, I'm, I'm really not going to complain because I'm like, wow, that's, that's a story.
0: Yeah. See, I'm always like, oh, this team hasn't won in 20 years, 30 years. I'm like, good. I hope it's 50 years. <laughs> like, I'm like a guy that is the exact opposite. I always root against the lovable losers. And I think that's just, uh, you know, it comes from you know. Obviously, I'm a fan of a team who has recently had some ups, and you're a fan of a team that's on the upswing. You know, yeah. and we're going in different directions. So, uh, again, unless I get one of those dream signings, I'm gonna I'm gonna be humbled a lot over the next couple of years.
2: Well, yeah, we'll see how they what they do at quarterback. It's like Rudolph isn't the answer. Like, no way.
0: Ru- Rudolph is a dog shit quarterback. Now I do not agree with a lot of the people in our circles that think that there is a league wide conspiracy starting at Goodell to protect, protect Mason Rudolph. But I do not want to see him at quarterback. I'd rather the Steelers punt on first down every single game, <laughs> than start Mason Rudolph. He is uh, actively bad. Ah, oh, that's and, a, that's a whole different
2: thing. Cause <laughs> like when it comes to Diddy or Didn't I think he did. I don't think there's a conspiracy. The wording that gets me is like, well, we can't find any audio. Okay. I can believe that they were really close together. He didn't have to be that loud, but it's one of those things. We can't prove it. We can't disprove it. And at this point, it it is best to leave it in the past. But I know when, like the moment it happened, that was my first conclusion. I was like, he said something racist. There's like, like, there's no way. Miles Garrett would act like that out of nowhere. Like, and he seemed livid. Uh, yeah. I, and it, it could be too. Like there might've been a lot of jawing through the game. And then Miles thought he heard something. Yeah. So it's, it's and, and
0: I wasn't there. You weren't there. Yeah. And uh, or anything could have happened. It's just the laughable conclusion that, Oh, audio exists. But Goodell is hiding it because he doesn't want to smear the good name of the Roonies or the Steelers. You know, so, you know, there's this conspiracy where we're going to sweep that under the rug because God forbid Mason Rudolph has his like licensing and merchandising opportunities cut short. You know, long, this is a long way of saying I, that I do not want Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins as the quarterback of the Steelers next year. Give me Baker Mayfield. I'll take Baker. <laughs> I think Baker would be a nice improvement over uh, over Mason Rudolph. Uh, a huge drop off, even from the the corpse of of Roethlisberger that I've had the last two years. But uh, I would take him.
2: Yeah, good old good old Roethlisberger. I'm happy to see him retire. If, if I,
0: could. you know, at at this point, I am too. You know, he hasn't been the same for a couple years now. But it's just you know having 18 years of the same guy, you know, at, at quarterback. Uh, My last pre Rothersburg quarterback was Tommy Maddox, the winner of the million dollar game from the XFL. So that's how long it's been since I have had somebody other than Ben. So I'm a little scared to learn to love again. Do
2: you remember that like Super Bowl that the Steelers had in the mid 90s and they lost because of that really good Cowboys quarterback? What was his name? Oh, Neil O'Donnell. Yep, Neil O'Donnell.
0: That Super Bowl was on my birthday. I remember that uh, oh. going into that thing because my birthday is always in like late January. Hint, hint. Anyone wants to send me anything? Um, but yeah, like so every once in a while. Uh, Not so much now with the expanded playoffs, but it used to be like once every seven years, the Super Bowl would land on my birthday. And so it just happened to work out nice that the Steelers are playing the Cowboys. It's my birthday. I'm going to have a bunch of friends over. It's like I'm going to wear Steelers stuff from head to toe. (laughs) There's going to be Steelers like paper plates and party hats and all that stuff. And I just watched as Neil O'Donnell just kept on throwing interception after interception. Uh, It was not a good day. It was not a good day.
2: You see that that same year WrestleMania was on my birthday, and at least Shawn Michaels won the WWF title.
0: <laughs> you know, you, you win that one then. I still want that Shawn Michaels autographed plaque from uh, Shop Zone with the piece of the ring. That's uh, one of my uh, eBay search items for over ten years now. That doesn't pop up occasionally. It's beat to shit though, and I want a nice one. You know how it is. Okay, yeah, because like I'm not
2: I'm not too picky. Like am going back to the figure thing, because I I was gonna say that. Like I'm not crazy. Like it doesn't have to be like this mint pristine. I'm like if I can hang it on the wall and it doesn't look like the equivalent of you know like literally putting a thumbtack through a, a paper bag and like it's noticeable. We're like oh what the what the fuck do you have that up there for? Yeah. Like at least it looks it looks decent. Like looking around all my figures, like nothing looks like oh my god like that's awful. Like but I know like there like there are some damages here and there. Like the card might not be perfect, but. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that crazy. I am. Ooh, this is like card issue. And like, I don't know exactly what happened. Like I have one ECW figure and it's, uh, okay. it's uh, Shane Douglas and I bought it cause I was going to get it signed and I got it signed, which is great. At some point, uh, I think it fell like maybe while I was like redoing things and I didn't notice it till later. Uh, if you would like Google it, uh, his right arm is kind of like, facing out in like a punching motion
0: kind of way. Yep. Yeah, I, I actually have the figure. Go ahead.
2: Uh, yeah, like somehow that part of the card or the bubble broke and like his hand is like reaching out now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's reaching out, touching you.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it like it does kind of bug me because I'm like, uh, do I wanna like, do I want to like, do I want to sell it and then like buy another one and then hopefully, you know, I, I see him at AIW or like some convention and I, I can get a new one signed because like at this point I've seen him uh, three or four times, like, uh, obviously, you know, he's been to AIW at least, or oh, he's been to AIW three times since I've, uh, been around. So that on top of major wrestling figure, uh, live show that I went to, as well as actually going to like a meet and greet, a toy, uh, signing at a toy store. So like, okay. I've, I've seen him enough to where like maybe you know, maybe I can press my luck and get another one.
0: Yeah. I saw uh, Shane Douglas, this was pre-pandemic at like a little shindy in my area and I didn't get uh, the mark photo. And I've talked about this a lot over the last couple of years, you know, about like not overlooking the opportunity to get mark photos, whether it be with like a wrestler that, you know, is at an indie show or just people that, you know, or talk to online or whatever, Yeah, you know, so I saw Shane Douglas at, at like I said, a local Indian, he was signing during intermission and I was like, eh. But now, uh, like, looking back at it, I was like, oh, I fucking would have loved to have a picture with the franchise, because I don't know when it's going to happen again, you know? Yeah,
2: I try to to do, like, pictures with people uh, if they're wrestlers, try to get the 8x10 if I don't have it, uh, because, like, I I eventually kind of look at that kind of stuff. Like, for example, like, Ethan Page, I've been watching him since 2012, like, within, like, my first year of going to independent shows, when he had his first AIW uh, booking, and... I never bought an 8 by 10 off of him. I bought like DVDs. I bought shirts. Never bought an 8x10. And I was like, oh, I need to fix that. So when he, he, yeah. came, he came back, I fucking got one.
0: Yeah, you know what? Uh, Ethan Page was at that same shindy, but I, I made it a point to get my picture with him. But this was like pre him having the tightest tits in the game. So you know, <laughs> I think both me and Ethan Page were, were bigger boys uh, during that meet and greet. So uh, if I see him again at an AIW show or something like that, I'm going to update that picture.
2: Well if you would come to, if you would come to Toy Hio, I mean
0: <laughs> Well, here's the thing about Toy Hio, man. I I have the the days requested off of work and granted off of work for the AIW show the night before and for Toy Hio. Uh I just nobody wants to go. It's a 7-hour drive and you know I I want to do it. It's just it's I, I kind of need a co-pilot, somebody to to watch my back as i stumble to the after party (laughs) and uh you know it's it's tough to get somebody else because a lot of my friends that are in this area are like a little bit into wrestling like i have to really twist their arm to like oh check this out and they're like oh that's kind of cool but nobody's a diehard wrestling fan out here so it's hard to get somebody that's like yeah i want to go and uh you know the the guys from uh, We Need Wrestling. Apparently, I got heat with some of them, so they won't come. And uh, Sposto's a coward. He won't. He said something about never wanting to go to AIW and seeing any of you guys ever again. I, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I was supposed to say that on the air, but uh, <laughs> so it's, I don't have anybody to go out there with. But yeah, if I went to Toyo, uh, you know, if there's any time after getting my picture with Scarlett Bordeaux, I would definitely look up Ethan Page again.
2: <laughs> yeah, is there a way that we can just get like one of those like boy in a bubble things. And like, we, that's how we can get supposed to hear. Cause he's, he's so worried about COVID, which I, I get it. You know, I, I mask up and everything and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, well, like let's put you in a bubble. How about that? Yeah. like, <laughs> that, like That's the safe way we we can get you there. And we'll find a way to like get the food and everything in there and where you can uh roll your bubble into the restroom to do your business.
0: He's hermetically sealed. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: yeah, I really, I really want Joe back. Cause When he he was first coming to AIW, like I knew who he was, but I was never into Chikara and I'm not big in the comic books, So I never knew like what to really talk to him about. Yeah. And and then over like time now, like we have a friendship and everything. So it's like, yeah, now I would definitely get a picture because I'm, this is like one of my rules because I know I have my own set of rules for a lot of things with like going to shows. I won't get a picture with somebody just for the sake of getting a picture. As in like, I want to be a fan or even if it was just like, I saw you for the first time that day and I really liked what I saw, I need to get a picture, then I will accept that. But it's not like if I know like there is somewhat of a bigger name. And I say this like going back to like when I first started coming, because I remember I was hesitant of getting a picture with Mia Yim at first. I kind of liked her, but I wasn't like fully in. Mm. But then like after a while, like I saw more of her matches and all the scoffs, more of her personality. And like I became a bigger fan. I'm like, okay, I feel like it's acceptable to get one now. But at the same time, like I've missed opportunities because maybe I see somebody one time, but then I become a bigger fan of theirs when I see them like uh, on other promotions or YouTube or Twitter. And I'm like, fuck, I, I could have got a picture with them, but I wasn't a big enough. I didn't think I was a big enough fan. Now I am a big fan and I, I have to wait till whatever the next time I be
0: yeah and like i, I the, what i'm realizing now is that sometimes you don't get those second opportunities like avery good announced that he's retiring after 10 you know his final 10 matches many of which have already happened so i'm like oh i'm scrambling i got to get a picture with avery good before he retires and he was supposed to be at the lvac show that i was going to go to on new year's day and then that got canceled cuz of covid so i'm like god come on don't retire until i get my mark photo i mean he's another
2: one i've never seen him as Avery good, but I've seen him like a, a few times as Dasher and I never got, even got a picture in the mask. Cause at least, you know, for a guy like Sammy Zane, I'd be like, well, I got a picture with El Generico, but I've seen Dasher so many times. And I even, I think I shared this recently on Twitter where I once seen, or the first time I met Dasher or seen Dasher, he actually didn't have a mask on. And it was because he was scheduled for a show uh, locally here a company that literally lasted like six months. But at their last show, they were, they had like a lot of Chicago people there. And like, I recognized uh, Mr. Touchdown at a gas station nearby. I didn't okay. say anything to him, but like, I'm like, Oh, that's, that's the dude wrestling. And then there was another guy with him. And I didn't think like, Oh, that's boomer. Cause that like at this point, this was like my literally, this was also within my first year of going to shows. So I didn't like, okay, that's, that's him and all this kind of stuff. But when we, got to the venue and they got out of the car boomer had his uh not boomer dasher yeah yeah wrong wrong Hatfield. uh they're they're <laughs> both long gone but um dasher had his mask on and i was like oh fuck i seen him without his mask and i don't even remember what he looks like
0: <laughs> you yeah, like, quick somebody give me a pad and a paper i'm going to sketch him. <laughs> <them. laughs> i'm going to sell them at the merch table <laughs> Uh, and also just to give a before we move on from that i want to get another picture with the boar because the last time i had a picture taken with him, i must have been standing in a hole uh like in the ground and he <laughs> seemed like he was much taller than me and we're actually very much the same size
2: he's another one that i've only seen once live if i'm correct and it was at aiw and i've not seen him since
0: maybe i can get the boar to drive out to ohio with me next in february
2: The only, the only rule is like, if he's at AIW, he has to like walk around with the mask on.
0: (laughs) Maybe he can be the heater for me and Chuck Stone when we go and win those (laughs) AIW (laughs) dadbots. Bulking season needs a, needs a heavy, so.
2: (laughs) Can't get much heavier.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's a big boy.
2: Yeah, I'd uh, I'd love to see the board. I want to do, if they do real rumble again.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see why not. I mean, it's outdoors. Even COVID can't stop real rumble. You know, we'll give it this summer. I'm sure we won't be running any during the uh, during the winter months. But that's the nice thing about LVAC is even during the pandemic, because these are outdoor shows that uh, they run at the drive-in, um, you know, everybody's spaced out and it's pretty safe and everybody's masked up. So there'd definitely be a real rumble. A bunch of the Pod Van Dam boys are, you know can make the trip out with you and make it a thing.
2: Yeah, I was even thinking about if they have one this year, I want to go. It's in between, like, I do want to go to the Mahoning, like, even outside of going to wrestling shows. Mm -hmm. But to see, like, a lot of people that are out there. But I think if I were to go, it would have to be on a Saturday because I don't think I would want to take Friday off work. I mean, granted, I work Saturdays sometimes, too, so that could be an issue. But I want to at least try to do the Saturday. And since I'm out there, I'm hoping, which it's possible that they might book jeff cannibal because i've never seen jeff cannibal in person okay
0: yeah i mean he's been a regular at many of the lvac shows that uh, you know i've been to as a fan or did commentary on and uh you know a regular you can see him you can see big dan champion the boar and hopefully maybe avery good will save uh, an appearance or two for for the summer you know he owes us <laughs> you know we need to see him before he retires but uh lvac shows man they are blasts you know, a lot of good people on those shows. And then- I wish there were more of them. Like, I envy the fact that AIW is your local promotion and that they run constant shows and, you know, there's enough uh, mm-hmm. recurrence of storyline and television and stuff like that that you can kind of, you know, you get these long-term programs. Uh, LVAC, you know, we might run... I keep saying we. I, I don't have a mouse <laughs> in my pocket. You know, they keep running, like, maybe... Four shows a year, five uh, you know, five shows a year during a pre pandemic. So it's hard to to get that investment, but when they do pop up, they're a blast. Uh, especially since the commentary got a lot better since I stopped doing it, you know?
2: <laughs> well, all we need is a uh, supposed to on commentary, and then you know, it's gonna be a plus after yeah.
0: that. <laughs> I, you know what i, I joked the last real rumble the show ended with sposto me and orange cassidy on commentary calling the main event and when i was done with that i was like i'm never calling another match again because it's all downhill from here you know there's really no point in ever doing commentary ever again because it's going to be like are you calling it with orange cassidy and leonard f Carson? no you're not so what's the point you know yeah
2: that's uh <laughs> that is one way to look at it
0: I retired. I tore up my commentator license. I was like, never again.
2: <laughs> in a way, that's uh, kind of like what I did here at AIW for something. Uh, like, we there's two contests that they used to do, and like maybe it's not as as much now, but like we have two shows in particular: Gauntlet for the Gold and J-Lit. And for Gauntlet for the Gold, which is a lot like Royal Rumble, there's a Gauntlet for the Cache, where uh, you pay. how us say it was five dollars. And then, can't remember if it's like, I think it might be split 50-50, like uh, with AIW, I'm not 100% sure, it's been so long since I won it, but, and I won that in the same year I won the Lit thing, which is, uh was a bracket tournament. And I, if I'm correct, they did have not, even pre-pandemic, they haven't done this for years to where they'd print out a bracket, and then you'd fill it out, and whoever got the most right won like some DVDs and... A free ticket to the next AIW show, which was Absolution. I literally okay. went like I said, I won both of those in the same year and I was like, I'm done. I'm about doing it never again. Because I won both <laughs> the same year. And like I didn't just win them like different years. I won them the same year back to back. Fuck that. I'm done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Retiring at the top. I hear you.
2: Kind of like Jerome Bettis.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: One of one of the few uh, Steelers players that I actually like I respect. The 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 can you guess the number one Steelers player that I respect the most? It's not Jerome Bettis.
0: Uh, give me a hint. in that is it, offense or defense defense. Uh, uh, TJ Watt. Wrong. Ah, uh, see. You should respect TJ Watt. Um, And I mean, all right, so I'm gonna I mean, it's an older player. Yeah. Uh, right? I
2: was going to say, yeah, it's older player.
0: Uh, Rod Woodson. No. <laughs> all right. I mean, Greg Lloyd, uh, you know, Kevin Green. Troy Palomalo. Bingo. Okay. I was going to get there eventually. <laughs> I love Troy. Like yeah.
2: I was out just having this conversation with a friend of mine. Cause we were kind of like talking about Aaron Rodgers and like, dude, does my opinion of Aaron Rodgers kind of come from, cause I'm also a bears fan. And I was like, no, because I'll call a spade a spade. Like if you're really good and like a good person, like I'll, I won't hide behind my fandom. And I think Troy Palomalo as a player was amazing. And as a person, I've never heard anything bad about him, yeah. and he like he's the one dude. If I could ever get an autograph line, I, like I wouldn't talk shit. I'd probably be like, "Yeah, I'm a Browns fan, but I respect you, and I think you're yeah. you're, you're an amazing player." And I'm like, I'm definitely happy you you reached the Hall of Fame. You deserve it.
0: Oh yeah, I mean he was. Doing things like this is a strong safety or a free safety that's like blitzing the quarterback and jumping over the line of scrimmage and just wrecking games and stuff like that. Like, I have a giant framed photo in my hallway of Palomalo sacking Joe Flacco that's autographed by Palomalo, yeah. which is like one of my favorite uh, bits of Steelers memorabilia. But it, unfortunately, it is next to a dual signed picture of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So that one did not hold up as well. Um, But real quick story about uh, Troy Palomalo, like I go through phases and like right now I am in a collecting phase of like buying toys, as you may or may not know. I'm just buying figures left and right and going nuts. But one of my previous obsessions was buying sports cards to like a, a crazy degree. And Troy Palomalo has two different autographed rookies from 2003. He has uh, a, a contender's rookie ticket. Autograph that uh, I don't believe is numbered, so it's it's a more obtainable card. Uh, if it is numbered, it's like numbered up to a thousand, so it's a reasonable number. Then he has a, a rarer Leaf uh, rookies and stars card that they only made 150 of. So I have both of those cards, and I bought them at reasonably good prices. Couple years later, I discovered that there is an even rarer parallel. Of the leaf card that's limited to only 25 in existence. And it's like the rarest, most expensive palomalo card in existence. So uh at the time with me kind of having FU money, you know, it was pre-buying a house, I was like, I'm gonna buy this fucking card and I am going to have you know the rarest Troy Palomalo rookie card. So I bought the card, loved it, took pictures of it, put it in my safe, you know, and where it went to just basically rot for years. Uh a couple years ago, first time I opened that safe in forever, I opened it up and all of these cards that are in like on this one shelf are covered in what looks like a, an inch high layer of dust. I had bought a, a f- autographed first edition of a book and I put that in the safe and apparently that book had some type of mold in it. And I read up about this, that it could be like a drop of mold, the size of like a, a grain of rice. And if it's in a dark dry area where there's like no sunlight or whatever, such as a watertight safe, that mold will then reproduce and spread. And it basically spread all over a bunch of cards that were like within a few inches of that book, including that one of 25 Troy Polamalu rookie card that I basically just had to throw in the garbage because there was no saving it. It was just like rotting. And from that point forward, I was like, I'm not buying expensive sports cards anymore <laughs> because I just fucked myself. And I, of course, threw out that book, and that book turned out to be Fight Club, which I was a huge fan of years ago, but now I realize it's a stupid movie and a stupid book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's when we learned, uh, don't put them in saves, put them in d so you can you can see what's happening to them.
0: Yes. <laughs> put them in a bunch of d uh, That's There's one of them, I'll tell you a real quick other story uh, about why I don't collect sports cards anymore. Ah, uh, years ago, I had hit the pay window for something, and I decided I was going to treat myself to one of the expensive things that was on my eBay watch list. And one of them was a CGC graded copy of Daredevil number one, and it was like a not the original Daredevil ninety one or number one from the sixties, but it was like the Joe Casada Kevin Smith Daredevil from like nineteen ninety nine or whatever. So it was a CGC. A graded copy of that with an original sketch on the front from Joe Casada. And this was like maybe a $400 comic book, and I had wanted it for years. The other thing on my wish list, uh, my watch list, was a graded and limited to 150 copies, uh, autographed rookie of this young upstart in the Yankees organization named Aaron Judge. And the Judge card was maybe 150 bucks. And after much deliberation, I was like, I should get the Judge card, but I've been burned recently with like players not really panning out. Uh, so I was like, you know what? You only live once. I'm gonna go and buy that comic book. So shortly thereafter, that young upstart named Aaron Judge went and like won the Rookie of the Year, and like the next year was like an MVP finalist and was in the uh, Home Run Derby and won that and became like the face of baseball. And while that card has dropped a lot over the last couple of years. Cause you know, uh, he's not like as hot as he was. Do you want to take a guess of what that, that card actively sold for like a year later? Uh, first off the face, the face, <laughs> yes, the face of wrestler of uh, Yankees baseball.
2: Um, uh, I'm really, I'm really bad at this. Uh, let's say
0: I said it was 150 bucks that I basically, when I said, you know what? I'm going to go with the comic book. 1500. Uh, add another zero. Jesus Christ. Yeah, now granted, it's probably half of that now, so it's maybe a $7,000 card now. But uh, yeah, I passed on and I bought that $400 comic book. And Justin, you want to know what that $400 comic book is worth now about eight years later? $400. Yeah, I was going to say $400. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not a So So uh, between the Palo Malo card and missing out on that Aaron Judge, I was like, you know what? Maybe sports cards aren't for me anymore. I'm just going to buy dolls.
2: <laughs> and then sports cards, like... Went crazy in popularity, and even more now. You are like, mm.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, during the pandemic, I bought a Clint Frazier autographed rookie card, violating all of my rules that I would not be buying any more cards. And then the Yankees trade them, so or release them, and they don't even get anything for them. So I am just sneak bit when it comes to sports.
2: God, my one collection that I don't even want to touch anymore because they raised in value is my Hasbro's. Because like to me, that's the center of collecting because I mean, there's
0: yeah.
2: Well, then just under a generation, like just like for like me in general, like there, there were things that I had when I was a kid, you know, definitely power Rangers and Ninja Turtles, uh, Catherine planet stuff. And like some of those, like I kind of want again, but like nowhere near as Hasbro's and the story for me with those are, they're like, there were four that I bought as a kid at a store and then the rest was giving to me like in a box from friends of the family. And then I, I don't know what we did with them over the years. Like, I don't know if they were just thrown away, like in a move. Cause like when we moved, when I was in my teenage years, like my room was like a mess. My closet was a mess. And I think my parents like just flat out threw some stuff away. And I'm, I can't remember if we got rid of those before or after uh, the move. So like all these years go by, I don't even think about them. I even like try to collect figures a little bit later on, but they weren't wrestling figures. Like I have like a literally a really small collection end up having to sell all of those at one point but then when i come back to collecting like it's it's like me one like oh i want all like all these hasbros i couldn't have and that was early in the major wrestling figure podcast and like i was piecing them here and there then the pandemic hit or even like even right before that was their hasbro history of hasbro video yeah in, in between that and the pandemic which was literally a handful of months like three months and fucking they skyrocket. And I haven't bought a Hasbro, I think, since my birthday, and that was because I went to a toy store and I kind of got pressured into buying. I think one of them was Virgil. <laughs> I, th- I think it was Virgil. I can't remember that. I maybe Repo Man. Like I have, they're kind of in like a corner of my office that is, has like a bunch of boxes and everything behind it, in front of it. But yeah, like I, knowing like how pricey they've gotten and all that kind of stuff, it's like, well, a do I want to just like turn around and like sell them all? or mm. do i want to try to i won't collect them all because even before i was thinking i want everything minus green card and mail aways because i don't have the fucking money for that shit and that was yeah. even before they even got even higher but now i'm like do even do i even want a lot of the red card stuff like some of that stuff is going to be even like still be pretty expensive
0: yeah, I I had because uh, I grew up when the Hasbro's were brand new. Like that was when I was actively like a kid, like who should have been buying toys. You know, like I was born in '80s, so like if these things came out in like '90, I was probably ten. So I had I didn't have any of the last two series. Was that Green Card and Red Card? Right? I think so. I like, think the, that, the super rare ones.
2: Uh, I can look it up really quick because I have a saved list on my uh, phone of the. Uh, No, it was a blue card.
0: Okay. I didn't have any of the last two series, you know, like the ones that had like the smoking guns or, you know, uh, Rikishi or whatever, or not Rikishi, Yokozuna. Um, And I had like, I was missing one or two from series one, but for the most part, I had everybody other than that and i was the type of kid that was like okay they're reissuing hogan but i already have hogan so i don't need another hogan so i didn't have like variations like i had a ultimate warrior i had the macho king but not the you know macho man so um and you know they were heavily played with i had the ring and i just remember when i was buying my house i think i threw all the figures in a lot on ebay and this is five years ago six years ago so this is uh pre you know major wrestling figure podcast and the re-awareness of the hasbro stuff so i sold 50 hasbros maybe i don't know roughly that amount for like 40 bucks and the ring i just remember looking at it one of the ropes had broken and i retied it and the sticker in the middle of the ring was kind of faded or getting scratched so i was like nobody would want this so i just threw it out <laughs>
2: yeah you could have made at uh, least pretty good money on that like yeah and i say pretty good as in like maybe 50 maybe 70 yeah.
0: right now yeah and it, so to this point the only hasbro i have is i have a yellow carded Shawn michaels mint on card like in a defender looks like it just came off the shelf you know us card and all that stuff and i'm like that's all i need i just needed a hasbro and i'm happy with that i don't need it anymore
2: now the retros yeah uh, how many zach riders do you have
0: Uh, (laughs) I have the one that's currently in my hand because I do use a Lucy as kind of like a fidget spinner when I'm, uh, podcasting. Uh, and when they were $3 on ringside, I was like, I'm going to buy like six or seven of them just because I want a mint one. And, uh, none of them were mint, So I ended up like giving away a bunch of them. So I, I have two of them that are still on card, but they're in really bad shape. And then I have the one that's at my, my desk next to the microphone.
2: I have four. Okay. I have uh, the one that I have open. I have one signed Zach Ryder, one signed Matt Cardona and one mint on card in a defender that Matt gave to me. Okay. Uh, I think that was after he realized he fucked up and signed Matt Cardona on the one. (laughs)
0: Well, it's a one of one now.
2: Yeah. He was also, this is also at the live show. And he was kind of drunk. At this point, he like, I was sitting uh, beside where their table was. It's like we were like the actually first table that got stuff signed. And he just kind of looked over. I mean, like threw me the retro in a defender. And I was like, oh, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to open it up. Like, I've, yeah. I don't think I've ever opened it. Like, it's probably the only one that's that I had that's mint. because the one signed Matt Cardona I bought with the loose one bought that out of five below. Uh, and it was like the only two they had at that time. The one signed sack Ryder I bought at a different toy store uh, because I knew I was gonna have to buy another one for him to re-sign it. <laughs> but yeah, the oh God, I, I I even like like the whole thing with the re- uh, retros. Just like that's like I remember the first time I walked into a Walmart and they had Series One because I was like pumped for it. I instantly bought uh, Ultimate Warrior and Kevin Owens. I kick myself every day for not buying Roman Reigns because
0: the Superman punch.
2: Yeah, well, a like how much it's worth now, but also yeah. for the fact of one like one of those first four figures I I got uh, bought in store of a Hasbro was the punching uh, Hulk Hogan, and I when I saw that I instantly thought of Hulk Hogan, so I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, Hogan had one like this, Roman Reigns has one like this, I'm not forgetting or not even remembering that you know, there were other punching figures like Virgil and everything. But in my head, I was just like,
0: oh, like that's Roman Roman Reigns, Hulk Hogan, Virgil.
2: (laughs) I think there's more punching ones. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. And not buying just even like, I didn't even buy Brock. I didn't buy Undertaker. And then when they like shot up years later, I was like, son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I did not like I, like I said, I sold off my Hasbro's. I didn't buy any uh Bendems or anything like that. Uh, I bought one or two uh, of the early Jack stuff, like the uh uh what were they called? The mm-hmm. leaf- not, Yeah, Bone Crunching. Like I bought like a, a Shawn Michaels, an Ultimate Warrior. I might, you know, just a couple of those. I kept them mint on card and then, and then when again when I bought my house, I sold those all and then there was just really no wrestling collecting for me until uh, Sposto got me into listening to uh, the major pod. And that's what caused me to just go down this, this terrible OCD rabbit hole of being like, well, maybe I do need every Johnny Gargano elite figure. And then like maybe I do need every Broski and every Hawkins. And, and now one of the things that I'm doing, uh, because I feel like I have a lot of the modern stuff that I want, is my new thing is i'm trying to find pre-woo-woo-woo era broski stuff and i want it to be mint on card and i had just bought uh, a couple months ago uh the uh deluxe adrenaline that was like the edge heads and that cost a pretty penny uh but one of the things i bought this week and i didn't actually unveil it yet is i bought have you ever heard of microaggression figures from Jax? They're like these little tiny, even smaller than micro brawler figures. Um. So I'm going to actually DM you on Twitter. I'm going to send you a picture. Um, and basically, they're they're really small. They're smaller than a retro. Like I said, about the size of a micro brawler. And there are two two-packs that I recently picked up. And one of them is Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, and The Undertaker. Uh, what up, dude? And the other one is Ryder Hawkins and Matt Hardy. And if you look at the picture on them, you're like, okay, they have long hair. They kind of look like the majors, you know, so these are older style figures. Yeah. And I've had these on my watch list for a long time and, you know, they pop up every once in a while and they're not a great price or they're, you know, beat to hell. Uh, but this pair popped up on eBay and I'm actually going to send you a follow-up picture of why I bought these. And I want to see if you could tell why, what's so special about these. As we make for great podcasting audio as you visually look over a picture. Um, oh, these are samples. Yeah, they have on the back Jack specific limited sign samples, and uh one of them like says, like, oh, it's missing date code, it's like a note from somebody sending something back, but it's actually both of them were samples from Jack's. Uh like pre-production or pre-mass production. And uh like I am not A guy who goes down the rabbit hole trying to find prototypes or anything like that. But as the $100 Vansky, I figured I needed something uh, that's like borderline one of one to add to my my wrestling doll collection.
2: Yeah, I've if I did anything like that, I want an authentic two up of a Hasbro. Yeah. But thing is, like one of them that I want, because I I would go with like it has to be one of my favorite figures from Hasbro. Uh one of them last I knew Matt owned and that's the <laughs> blue Greg Valentine? No 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 no. Uh, uh the white trunks warrior.
0: Okay. I think that's <laughs>
2: that series 2 warrior.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cuz the the first warrior was a jumper and I didn't have that. I had the white trunks which was the uh body slam warrior, which as a
2: kid, one of my favorite Hasbro's. So it'd have to be like that one or like imagine What the two up Yoko
0: look like? (laughs) Like be huge. Yeah.
2: I, it would have to be something like that. I can't just be like, Oh, like I got my hands on the authentic Jimmy snooker fucking two up. Cause I'd be like, and that number one, it was a jumper. I hate the jumpers. And number two, like I was never a huge fan of Jimmy snooker. So I definitely don't want it.
0: Yeah. And it's like, if you're buying, I mean, it'd be cool to have something like that and then flip it you know, you have no emotional attachment to it. So you won't really want to display it or sit on it for years. You know, have that money tied up forever.
2: You could be like, like somebody and, you know, buy one of those on a show and then sell it like really quickly later.
0: (laughs) Or buy multiples of the wedding brawlers just to flip them to gullible people in the Facebook group.
2: (laughs) I wonder if there's official two ups of the brawlers. Ooh.
0: (laughs) Like I know there
2: was one that they made a two up of, but we're not talking about that individual. Um, but yeah, like, oh my God, imagine all those.
0: Ah, uh, when did micro brawlers become such a business? I tell you,
2: <laughs> uh, when they went from baggies to, to cards. Cause like, I'll even admit I didn't own a single micro brawler until they came out with the stomp set, which granted was, which was within two months of a uh, slam crates or not that's WWE, uh, pro wrestling crate. So like, like that was the start. And then I'll say like, like look at my wall. Cause I have other two more in baggies, but I bought those like afterward. Well, one I bought afterwards. The other one was sent to me as a free gift included with something I bought from smart Mark. Um, I'll tell you the the Dan, the Danhausen and the macho Man.
0: Okay. Was there was a Danhausen in the baggie? I thought all of his were in the carded era.
2: Oh no, no, no. no. I'm talking about like the carded era, like that, like, like it wasn't the only ones that I have from the bag era that like I bought new were the stomp ones. The other gotcha. the other ones I I got later I, I I can't remember if El Generico was when they had the cards come out first or not but the whole point is like whenever I got into actually getting them I, yeah it might be kind of might be that first Danhausen because that first Danhausen is the original packaging the original uh, glued on bubble
0: yeah those are the worst those are all beat up my very like my second and third micro brawlers were the Stop in Paradise uh, Broski and Hawkins. Uh, you'll never in a million years guess what my first micro brawler was. It was one of my favorite ring of honor personalities ever. And somebody whose presence is uh, sorely missed uh, on television. And it is Bernard the business bear.
2: Oh God, I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> I had bought, I loved Bernard the business bear. It might've been the first shirt I ever bought from pro wrestling tees. Uh, but like I had that and I had the micro brawler. I still do. And uh, for a long, long, long time, and that was a baggied micro brawler. Uh, that was the only one I had. Uh, and now I'm at the point where, like, I have every major pod, including the chases and a lot of the the pod adjacent people. I'm still missing like some random swoggle uh, baggied one. That's one of the things that I'm working on now. I had actually bought one from Dylan directly, but it was the only one he had, and I think he has three different ones. Mm. So uh, I'm working on that, but. Uh, I have way too many micro brawlers. It's, again, one of the many fires that I have on the stove of collecting, and uh, uh, I, I don't like eBay alerts. They they tell me when things are available to buy, and then I feel like I have to buy them.
2: Let me see. I got six Macho Men, but I have one double, and that's the purple uh, one because I have one loose.
0: Okay. I got rid of all my machos other than the Major Pod one.
2: Yeah, because I bought...
0: You bought one of them off me. The rest of them I threw in as like de- as throw ins on major pod uh, Facebook deals.
2: <laughs> I th- it's funny. I think the ones that I have are the ones that most people have. The ones that I've I've seen less of are the red, white, and blue, uh, and uh, the NWO. And I think yeah, those
0: is. those are the two ones. Because if you remember, were you participating live as they were going up? And do you know why nobody has the NWO or the USA?
2: Probably because most people were like me. We're like, I don't. That doesn't look like actual macho man
0: but yeah, yeah that, i mean that's, it's not that's what he definitely wore. one of the well what happened was like pro wrestling tease was like hey here's a micro brawler of macho man we're only putting it up for two hours and it was whatever the first one was like the orange yeah tights it was, or it was orange tights. yeah and it's like okay hey and, and it's like here's the picture of it and it's going to be up for two hours and then when that two hours was up they posted like the nwo one or the usa one Thank and you. i could. tell you I could tell you, at least for me, just at a quick glance, I was like, oh, it's just the same post that I'm seeing again on my Twitter feed or on my Instagram feed. And it took until they listed the third or the fourth macho that I realized, you know, I was working that day or something. I stopped and I read. I'm like, oh shit, these are different versions that they keep putting up for sale. And then I jumped back in and I I bought like the last three. So I had the first one and the last three and I was missing like number two and number three. Um, And also as they were going, the prices were going down. So as you go further in the line, they were becoming cheaper and cheaper. Uh, And that's another reason why a lot of people don't have a, a ton of those early ones.
2: I thought they were all the same price except for the last one which was like the lime
0: one which went way cheap. I, I if I'm not mistaken the last one was dirt cheap. Yeah. The one before that was relatively cheap. Uh and like I could be wrong on this. The first one let's just say it was like 20 bucks. Yeah. The second one might have been like 25 like where they were going up and then they plummeted back down. Like it was something kabuki-ish they were doing with the price. So there was a lot of reasons why uh there's not a lot of the second and third machos in the wild whether like again people like i was legitimately confused by the fact that there were different models coming out different repaints and then like i said the pricing was weird and you couldn't combine the shipping which yeah. is another dirty thing that freaking pro wrestling tees was doing like oh well, they're all gonna come from different factories bullshit they're all coming from the same place you know like you could uh you don't have to charge you know, eight bucks for each micro brawler shipping when you're going to just send them all out relatively soon. So, uh, that as again, I continue to shit on them, but I will continue to buy tons and tons of micro brawlers in the future. I noticed the differences that day, but it was like,
2: cause they promoted the first one for like a week, maybe. And I was like, I have to get this. Like yeah. I missed out originally on the macho King one, which I now, I now have. So I was like, ah, I can get this like at price. This is perfect. And then once that was over, it was like, well, here's the, maybe it's not red, white, and blue, or maybe there's there's red, white, and blue, then there's the, the Mega Powers, I think is another one.
0: Uh, I know the second and the third one were NWO and red, white, and blue, because those are the only two I didn't have. Yeah.
2: I, I'd have to like look up pictures, but the, the whole point is, I was like, well, like that wasn't the exact attire he wore, even like that's not the NWO retire. That's not necessarily the Mega Powers attire. So I was like, no, I don't want it. Yeah. And then like at the end, I was like, well, here's pink and here i which that's the one i passed on like i think I, thought I bought the pink from you yeah but the lime green one i was like it's cheap i'm like fuck i might as well get this one at least because uh, i'm getting two but one's regular price now the other one's cheap fine i'll take it but now looking back after they released the the macho for the major wrestling figure podcast crate that we didn't know was in there i was like oh fuck now i want all of them <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm the exact opposite. I'm not uh, nowhere close to a, as huge of a Macho fan as you are. And, you know, kudos to you. Macho's awesome. But I'm of the mindset that, like, I only need one and I'll take the major Facebook one, or the major pod one because it has the crossover of being a Macho Man, which is awesome. But it's also satisfying that completest need that I have for, like, the major pod stuff. Cause I have like the Maven and the Bob Cardona and, uh, you know, Chelsea. So I have all the ancillary characters and I even have like Heath. And so, uh, like, I feel like I need to be a major pod completist and having the macho in that universe is cool. You know?
2: Yeah. I and mean, even outside of like that set, I have, God, I have five Dan Housens. or no. Yeah. Yeah. Five Dan Housens. Uh, one of the first one, one, three of the second and one of the third, and then finding out that there's a fucking chase of the third. And I recently looked it up on eBay. Ooh, 350 bucks. For?
0: How much? 350. Yeah. uh pull the trigger. Let's do a live purchase <laughs> right now. Uh,
2: my bank account would say no right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I can't, can't do that. Uh, but, uh, uh like it, the thing is with his, like I have all of his obviously except a new one signed. Well, and okay. the, the one that I have one that's a loose that that that's technically not signed. But the the thing that I can do as a cheat that I love about these cases is the second one. Like I, have, like I said, I have two signed, but one's he's facing forward, and the other one I turned him around, and you see the the detail of the back. I can easily just replace the case because that's what it's it's signed on, and boom, like, yeah. all of a sudden I have the new fucking Danhausen signed.
0: Huh. Yeah, that's true. And also that is how they should package the Take Conti micro brawler when it comes out. But that's besides the point. Uh, I am looking on eBay right now. It says Danhausen, Summerhausen, limited edition micro brawler lot, regular and chase, plus a case. So possibly one of those micro brawler cases, which are getting harder to find. Uh, $325. Uh, I think that that's what credit cards are for, sir. You know, you make some payments, you spread it out. I think that this is. Uh, <laughs> I do not think you. I think that that's such a good price, you can't afford not to buy it for that price. I will refer to you as the Michael Jordan of Danhausen microbrewers. <laughs> you make the <that> purchase.
2: <laughs> Part of me wanted to actually just message Danhausen because he says he has so many to like that he's gonna sell. for yeah. uh, Like he's gonna like randomly place the chase, and I'm like, just throw one in mine. Like, I'll, I'll buy one. Yeah, yeah. Th- throw the chase on mine, buddy.
0: Just just have like a picture of like your piles and piles and piles of Danhausen merch that you already have and just be like, come on, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and if it helps, just be like, and you're also the you know the the winner of the gender neutral monarch of at odds with wrestling, and you know, have them DM me and I'll put a good word in for you.
2: <laughs> All right, man. Uh we've talked a lot of shit. Now let's uh let's wrap this up with the Fave Five questions. Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the Fave Five Questions. Now, can you dig it? All right, uh, let's uh, let's throw some new ones I have on here that I haven't asked anybody. All right, uh, this is one that's been used on Twitter, and I even kind of said that like, this is going to be a new question. What is the best flavor of Starburst?
0: Oh, man, ah, uh, I'd say anything but lemon. Like those yellow ones are the worst. I would just throw those out. Ah. Uh, I'm like a, a strawberry guy, like one of the red ones. Is that that that's a flavor, right?
2: Yeah, a lot of a lot of people love
0: strawberry. I'm a I'm a cherry guy. Is uh, that uh, it's, you know what that might be acceptable because it's all the shades of red. You know, like reddish pink. It's been a while since I've had a star uh, a starburst. I was about to say Starbucks, but same difference.
2: A lot, a lot of people don't like lemon. Lemon's uh, my number two flavor.
0: Oh man, lemon's the worst. I you know what? If I ever buy any uh Starbursts going forward, I will just ship you all of them <laughs> as postal peanuts in my next care package to you.
2: <laughs> well, well, since how you're going to get one of my uh my wipes that Charlie was saving for me, but you wanted one, so I I have to like I have to share with you. <laughs>
0: Well, that's yeah, the way I see it is Charlie reached out to me and said, Hey, I got one of these for you. What's your address? And then you were like, Oh, can, can, can I get one of those? Oh, and no. I was like, you know what? Go ahead and share one with the, the number two broski fan of this little, little grouping of ours. You know, I mean, he's my absolute and intense champion. I, I recognize that you are not quite on board with this yet, but, uh, well, you'll well, get, there. what are you talking about?
2: I'm, I always am pro broski. Well, I most of the time, but, but no, actually, uh, as soon as I saw on the, the major wrestling figure podcast, Patreon group that those were there and I knew Charlie was, I texted him and I said, save me those wipes. And yeah. he had, uh, you know, people that he obviously went with and he got all theirs and he sent me the, the picture that he sent you, he, he sent me the night before of all four. So that's, yeah. what, that's why when he was, he was like, Oh, do you want one? I'm like, I sent the fucking angry angry emojis. Cause I was like, "Motherfucker, the those are
0: mine? I saw that obviously is uh, on social media the night before. And I got an eBay alert. Cause maybe I have an alert set up just for <laughs> Matt Cardona. Like it wasn't set up for Matt Cardona, like GCW sanitary wipes. It was just Matt Cardona. Cause I want to see what stuff goes up for sale. So I got the alert and it was like $10 shipped. So I was like, Oh, you know what? Just for the bit, I'm just going to go ahead and watch this auction <laughs> And see, there wasn't an auction. It was like a buy it now. And then David Bixenspan tweeted out, like, has anybody seen the, uh, the the Broski wipes on eBay yet? So I went and I screenshotted the listing and like two minutes later, somebody bought it. And I was so mad because I was like, oh, I should have bought it. I should have bought it. And then the next day, Butters was nice enough to, to hook me up. So uh, they, they, I don't know if they're Detolf worthy, but I'm glad that I'm getting one, you know? <laughs>
2: They'll go great with my uh horn swaggle uh, doo-doo and chocolate finger wipes that I have.
0: This is true. You're gonna become a completist in the, uh, that, <laughs> that corner of collecting.
2: <laughs> and I think that, well, the only reason why I bought that it was like part of a bundle of something that I wanted. I think it was the Stomp Wisconsin. And I'm okay. a, I'm a sucker for most things Stomp. And I was like, all oh, right, I luckily I bought the hat from a friend who went and I paid like at price, and then I saw what he was selling them for on the website, I was like, ooh fuck that like it wasn't crazy expensive but like i knew it was more plush shipping so i was like oh yeah yeah thank god i didn't do that but whatever i think maybe it was the uh stomp wisconsin eight by ten i was like i kind of want that so yeah i think that's that the, the wipes were in then i was like fine i'll take it like the wipes the glow sticks so yeah oh. I, I, I took that
0: yeah I remember trying to pry the stomp hat off of you, not knowing how stomp obsessed you were. I was oh, just yeah. like, I want that hat. And you're like, no.
2: <laughs> oh no. Like, like even though I'll never wear that hat, like it's still like part of the collection. Like I, it's hard for me to have everything stomp because like some of the like weirder variants, but if it's definitely like, especially like stomp in paradise, like that's why I like the Brothers. I had to have it. Like even yeah. like, I have my own like stomp characters, uh, summers a stomp
0: yeah because <laughs> fucking fits yeah and, and you also did the the epic conclusion of the uh stomp on on at odds when we did the turmoil versus <laughs> throw zone. <gore. laughs> remember Yeah, yeah i remember the moderator
2: <laughs> are, are, are we really doing the next one or because like I haven't, I
0: haven't been into fwf as much as i was when it was weekly yeah, you know what? When they announced this new season, I was like, this is going to be awesome. I will continue doing, t- doing Turmoil. Joe can moderate. Summers, you can take over Thrill Zone. It's going to be a blast. And then, like like you said, doing it monthly, I just kind of don't care, and I'm not as invested in it. It's still good programming. Yeah. But, uh, like, if you asked me to name five people on Turmoil that weren't on it in season one, I couldn't, you know, I, I'm just not into it. So I don't think it's going to happen.
2: I mean, I, I can name you at least one person that wasn't on Thrill Zone last year. That's on it now.
0: Rock hard, Steve Boston. Exactly.
2: <laughs> but that that's off the top of my head. Like that's kind of it. like, I don't know, maybe it was because like we had the weekly reminder and like we could follow these storylines and then like the big payoff for the pay-per-views. Now it's just getting it once a month, it's just, it's honestly not as special. I mean, granted, like they're all kind of way more busy now. So I, I'm fine with it, but
1: yeah, yeah. it is what it
2: is. So yeah, I'm guessing we're not necessarily doing uh, the seventh month of, of, <laughs> yeah, of, of this.
0: Maybe, uh, maybe for season three, we'll revisit the concept. They're going to keep you on retainer summers. <laughs> services used.
2: All right. Uh, Finally get the question. Number two,
0: <laughs>
2: how do you like your steak cooked?
0: Um, All right, definitely not bloody, definitely not burnt. I'd probably say somewhere in the middle, like a medium. Yeah,
2: that's, I feel like that's a go-to for a lot of people. For me, I'm medium rare. I've done rare once. I didn't hate it, but I think it also could be like just being so used to medium rare
1: Uh that like
2: I could actually like kind of like taste the difference and I didn't care for it. But I always feel like going out to a restaurant some of them, like I don't trust them making rare, so I'd rather just say, you know what, just medium rare.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Like, I, I, ideally, just a kiss of pink would be perfect, you know. But uh, no blood where the plate is just looks like a death match. None of that stuff. But as you said, it, it's tough to convey mm-hmm. that to at a restaurant, and it's just safer to just go with all right, just somewhere in the middle, bud. You know.
2: Actually, you know, uh, that's not
0: blood. Well, you get what I'm getting at. The juices.
2: Well, I, I know. Like that's something I have learned recently, or within the past like handful of years, and it's something you kind of forget about, but yeah, it's you know, it's not actually blood, it's something else. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but I know it, it's not blood.
0: That's that steak juice?
2: Yeah, steak juice. <laughs> uh, uh question number three. I don't think I've I've done this often, but I feel like a staple for a lot of people's childhood and most people enjoy it is peanut butter and jelly. What is your ideal peanut butter and jelly as in kind of bread, kind of peanut butter, kind of jelly?
0: Oh man. First of all, all these questions are food related. So uh, I'm just sensing a theme here. Um, Dude, so I am a huge peanut butter guy. I absolutely love peanut butter. I'll have like protein bars and they will be peanut butter uh, flavored. Uh, Again, I mentioned them. We both mentioned them at the top of the show when Ethan Page lost a bunch of weight. He said he used to eat rice cakes with peanut butter. So Mm -hmm. like I started doing that as like a breakfast type deal. So peanut butter is my jam. And I'll go with anything that is smooth, like no like chunky. I don't want chunks of nuts in there. Um, As far as jelly... I'm gonna be honestly. I grab whatever I see. I'll mix it up. Like I'll get you know, grape. I'll get strawberry. I'll get anything I see there. I am not loyal. I'm. I am a jelly mercenary. I will get whatever I see out there. So, uh, and bread. I'm a boring white bread. Okay. You know, just like the you know, the stuff you had as like a little kid. Um, you know, just plain white bread no rye none of the ends throw that shit away you know i need a nice piece of the middle of the loaf white bread what about you um
2: okay like the bread we have right now is a. it's a sarily wheat bread i can't remember it's not exactly wheat but it's fuck i can't remember what it is on top of my head but anyway uh i've always been a creamy peanut butter guy uh, also yep. jeff i i will say i in high school we did a there was a thing where we did a taste test, uh, like everybody like picked a product and you'd pick three things. well as a group project of like two people each, but each group would have one product, three different makers. So somebody did peanut butter and I found out the one that I like the most was Peter Pan, but I still buy Jeff. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I've also learned to, I don't mind crunchy. like, If I go to someone's house and they make me one and there's crunchy peanut butter, I'll, unlike when I was a kid, I'll eat it. But now I'll eat it, but I'm not just, I just don't buy it.
0: Yeah. I don't run into a lot of scenarios where I go to people's houses and they present me with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But uh, if it happens, I agree with you. I will take whatever they put in front of me.
2: Yeah. It's hard to use a scenario that works. So that's the only one I like. Whatever happens, like I say, I go over to someone's house and they're like, hey, I'll make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Do you want one? And they have crunchy. I won't, won't say shit.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Like if I go to a bar and like they had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches as an option, I would fucking buy some. I feel like it, you and I are going to open up a bar and uh, we're going to have it be the new after party for AIW and we're going to serve peanut butter and jelly. So just go ahead and get the business plan together.
2: Can we call it puzzles?
0: <laughs> Why is it called puzzles?
2: That's the puzzle.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh,
2: and and then for jelly, I'm strawberry. But it's only uh, for me, I feel like it's only because most of my childhood, we always had grape. So when I became an adult and I would randomly buy strawberry, I'm like, Like, I had strawberry when I was a kid, but I swear, like it was 99% of the time grape. Yeah. So like for some reason that strawberry like now just tastes better.
0: Yeah. You're like, screw you. You're not the boss of me. I can pick (laughs) up my (laughs) jelly. (laughs) But I will. I'll, I'll I'll get some you
2: know grape jelly here and there on stuff like I will say uh, I love uh, cinnamon raisin bagels with gel, uh, grape jelly on it. Okay, like it obviously because okay. like jelly and, uh, and raisin i like, all well, grapes and raisins the same thing. It really goes together.
0: Yeah, it's like there's a party in your mouth and everybody's invited.
2: That's one way to put it. <laughs> uh, also with that, uh, what are you drinking with it? Drinking milk or drinking something else?
0: i'm not a milk guy um, oh yeah Uh um, you know i'll milk with cereal but i'm not like a glass of milk kind of guy uh i think if you're going with the mindset of pb and j like I'm, I'm like a little juice juice boy like give me a give me like a, a bagged juice or a little box juice of your choice and i think that goes perfect with uh a pb and j
2: we'll just say you said ecto cooler
0: See, uh, so you know what, that's, that's good too, but I feel like ecto coolers are out of season right now. They're hard to come by, you know, unless you have a, a stockpile of them as I'm sure you do, but in my parts, you're not going to see them.
2: Uh, I have a thing of juice boxes from 2016 and <laughs> I have uh, fuck. I, cause I don't know where, where I put them. I, I thought I have
0: a six pack of cans. See, ecto is like eggnog around here. It's very seasonal. It's hard to find <laughs> right right now.
2: The ones, the, the expensive ones are the ones that came in the bottles from last year. Good God. I want one of those, but they were like, Oh no, we're only going to, only going to release some promotionally. I would pay. Well, I wouldn't say I paid so much, but if they, like, they brought them back out, like literally when they came back out, I spent so much on Ecto Cooler. I'll even say this. I'll go on record as fucked up as it sounds. I swear one of the reasons I'm a diabetic is because they reintroduced fucking ecto cooler for a year because I was diagnosed the next year.
0: <laughs> and this one came out in the, like in a glass bottle, is what you're saying?
2: Uh, I think it was a plastic bottle. It's kind of like uh, kind of like a Gatorade or Powerade bottle, like uh, okay. sm- one of the smaller ones. Probably it was like closer to a Gatorade bottle because Hi-C is owned by Coke, and they also own Gatorade. Or no, they own oh. Powerade.
0: I am looking on eBay right now because I am dead set on you doing a live purchase. Uh, <laughs> it's not happening. I see Ecto Cooler 2021 Ghostbusters Afterlife NYC Premier Unopened Bottle. $100 our best offer. Yeah. That's... Now, here's, here's the part that gets my goats is that it's $11.75 shipping. Uh-huh. Where do you get off? like a hundred dollars is one thing like I can almost see that I respect the hustle see, but you're gonna charge twelve dollars to ship a goddamn bottle of Ecto Cooler? unexcusable yeah, so, and I, yeah.
2: That my <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't buying one I tried I tried getting one like I tried winning one but didn't didn't work out for me
0: ah not yet, not yet. we'll get you one.
2: Oh no they they said they're they're, they're done giving them out and I'm not'm not. I'm, not I'm not unless you're sending me one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll say it's a fair exchange for the wipes
0: <laughs> fair enough all right well, we'll look into that what else you got uh
2: question number four i'll try to go with a non-food related question all right because i have i do have some of those it's not a lot but some uh let's go with uh mcu or star wars
0: uh mcu all day i think that that's a no-brainer i grew up being under the impression that I loved star Wars. Like I, I, you know, bought all the power of the force figures, like to like a, a, a crazy like degree. Like I was, that's what got me into like collecting like mint on card stuff is I was going to like many people, I would get rich off of buying the star Wars power of the force stuff and just put it away for 10 years and then retire. So like I bought all the star Wars stuff. I watched the prequels and like, I was under the impression that they were good originally. And like, I, I thought all that stuff was good, and then as I grew up, I realized that I don't really care about much of it. Now, don't get me wrong, Mandalorian is, like, the best thing ever, and Boba Fett's pretty good, and uh, the sequels, some of them were okay. But I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. I love the MCU. I will watch even, like, the spin-off stuff, like the Netflix universe with Daredevil and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones. Uh, I watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all the stuff that's on Disney+. Um, I, am one of those people that like, I think the worst, uh, MCU movies are only four and a half stars, you know, <laughs> where like, uh, other movies are 10 stars. Uh, I am a huge MCU mark. So it's not even close for me.
2: I'm, I'm the same way, except for like, I'm not a, I was never really a huge Star Wars fan. Like when they came back out in the theaters, when I was in elementary school, I only saw one in the theater and that like, that was like literally my introduction was, uh, the Empire Strikes Back. And okay. I, I kind of like certain aspects of it. Like I'll always say like my favorite character is R2-D2. And depending on what it is, if I can buy something cool R2-D2, because I think I have some stuff from my collection from when I was a kid where, yeah, like cool. But I, I it never connected with me 100%. The, yeah. the sci-fi that did, and I was like, oh, this is what it feels like, was Doctor Who. Like literally the first episode I watched, which was uh, season one, episode one of the revival. I was like, oh. So this is what it's like to have that like fandom sci-fi fandom where you're, you're ready to die for I'm Like, I love this.
0: Yeah. There, Doctor Who, like there was a point in time that I was obsessed with Doctor Who. I started watching Doctor Who uh, during Tenant's run uh, and it was actually towards the end. It was during the David Tennant specials. Mm-hmm. So I think it was maybe Waters of Mars was the very first Doctor Who thing I ever saw. And uh, a buddy of mine and my co-host on Porch Talk, Todd Roker, is a huge Doctor Who fan. And I remember texting him, I'm like, all right, so what do I have to kind of watch to get into this Doctor Who thing? And he he loves when people ask him that stuff. So he gave me the Eccleston run on DVD, all the Tenant stuff. And then later on, obviously, I I kept watching Matt Smith and Capaldi uh, and just loving those shows to the point where I would rewatch episodes over and over and over again. Uh, And then we have the current doctor and I to this day I insist that she is a very good doctor and she's a great actor. It's just the stories that she's been given have been unwatchable. And it's just to go from just loving Doctor Who with all my heart to it just being unwatchable. It must be what it's like to to like watch the attitude Era of WWE and then being forced to watch the current programming. Like it's such a drop off uh, of night and day. But I too like I loved Doctor Who for that long run in there.
2: Do you know how I got into Doctor Who?
0: How did you get in?
2: Uh I mean, granted, it was something I'd always heard of, but like it's sci-fi. You never know when to jump in, if it's something you're gonna like, whatever. It was through Epic Rap Battles of History <laughs> when they did okay. when they did Doctor Who versus Doc Brown. And I was kind of like <laughs> I was kind of like, I don't get this, but I'm kind of interested. And I, I took to Facebook, and I knew like there was a lot of who and friends of mine. And I just asked like, I'm thinking about watching it. What do you guys think? Got a lot of feedback. And at at that point uh, we were, we were in the middle of Matt's last season, but it was like literally like how they were doing it, at least at that time where it's like, they would have the first half back to back weeks. And then there would be a big break. And then they would have the second half whenever. So we were like in the middle of that break. Uh, So, at that point, everything up until then was on Netflix, so I just yep. I just sat down and watched it. Uh, I loved Eccleston. Uh, I agree with things that I've heard about it, where it's like it's campy. Uh, they're trying to like find their their footing, and like the first two episodes, I think are great. But like some of the stuff in the middle, it's like yeah, you know, whatever. And then Tenet comes in, and they're still like kind of like trying to figure out where they're gonna go with it, but the, they have a way better idea. And the moment that I fell in love with it was the, or I should say when I'm like, I'm a fan like this, I'm definitely 100% a fan was the end of tenants first season. And there was the battle between of wits, basically between the Daleks and the Cybermen.
0: Yeah, like Oh, great. And and spoiler on a 10 plus year old episode, but like to, to end with them being the doctor and Rose being trapped in different universes and like, kind of touching the wall as a split screen that's like to this day one of the most poignant moments of doctor who and uh man russell t davies when he was running that show and then later on Moffitt, like they were just great storytellers you mm-hmm. know and that's one of the things i'm looking forward to like after uh our, and i apologize i can't remember uh the current doctor's name but uh when she regenerates I, out and oh god
2: jody Whittaker, i believe or jody Whittaker. whitaker yeah, yeah whitaker
0: uh, when Whitaker and the showrunner, uh, Chris Chibnall, leave, uh, Russell T. Davies is coming back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. So I'm kind of pumped that maybe we'll get a return to at least that type of storytelling. You know, because Russell T. Davies was big at doing these, like, huge apocalyptic events. Kind of like your, your summer tent pole explosion movie version of Doctor Who, where, uh, you know... Uh, break and the are drawing a blank his uh, the guy that followed him up was good at doing like the horror story stuff which is also good but Chris Chibnall is just terrible I do not like any of his his storytelling
2: uh, Moffat he the thing that I love about Moffat and it's like it's what really where I fell in love because it was the Matt Smith stuff like that's when yeah. that's what locked me and that's why he's my doctor Amy's my companion but it, the the two part episodes that M- Moffat did like even going back to Tenant. Yeah, in the Silence in the Library. Or yep. uh, Silence in the blink.
0: Library? He did Silence in the Library. He did Blink. Yeah. Uh, he did the Doctor Dances with Eccleston, which were the ones with the uh, weird gas mask kids. The ones like, are you my mommy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, to be stuff. The girl in the fireplace. Like, a lot of the great episodes during the Davies run were Moffat episodes. Yeah.
2: But the the Silence in the Library, because what he did there, like, what you could, like, you realize later is he planted a character that he was going to bring back and make such a pivotal point to Matt Smith's run.
0: Yeah. And like,
2: yeah. And having, having it to where like with the first technically episode, like, you know, one of those first, those two episodes, you see her die and you don't know anything about her life, but you're going to end up finding out. And like, when you go back and watch that, you're like, Oh, there's all these things that they referenced and they actually like ended up doing them. like, like, I like how that was worked. And it's just, um, like I said, it's definitely the two parts. Like, the mo- I'll ne- like never forget watching when River Song says that she's Amy's daughter. Like, my mind was fucking blown. Yeah. Spoiler and alert the fact- for a lo- a her old episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were seeing uh, basically River Song was getting younger and younger, and the Doctor was getting older and older, and you're seeing these di- like diverting timelines, and it just somehow made sense. <laughs> and like you like you said, your mind is just blown with how they're piecing it together. And uh man, like I I really miss there being good Doctor Who. You know, I haven't watched
2: any of Jody's episodes. I have. Her first season on DVD, but I just haven't sat down and watched. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like I bought because I, after they took it all off Netflix and then last I knew it was all on Amazon, pretty much I have, but kind of wanting some physical media. They finally like re-released them on DVD and not by season because fuck, if you try to buy those on uh, by season, at one point they were expensive. Like they were like close to like 50 bucks a season. I'm like, I don't want to spend that much. Well, now they have they were so many years ago they released them like by doctor like the first set is eccleston and tenet uh the second set is matt smith third set is capaldi yeah so boom like i and they were like i can't remember they're like 10 or 20 bucks a piece and it's like for for that price knowing what like what you had to pay at that point for per season like oh yeah i'm gonna take uh the this collection of per doctor
0: yeah See, I was buying the buy of the season because again I I came in at the end of Matt Smith, but or I'm sorry, at the end of Tenet, but I was like, fuck it, I'm buying them all. So I was buying those fifty dollar a piece BBC box sets per season. And I was also buying Torchwood, also because I fucking love Torchwood um but like nowadays the blu-rays because i I, once the dvds were all out and they started upgrading everything to blu-ray i was like well i gotta go buy the blu-rays now so uh but the blu-rays have become a lot more reasonable um but uh when it comes to whitaker i have i watch them all when they're live i buy the the blu-rays to add to my collection but i have friends that for years like i would be like oh dude here's an episode of doctor who you need to watch like they, these are people that would come in and out, come out and i'd be like all right here's the episode like here's blank here's silence in the library whatever and they would always ask me they'd be like all right what is the one episode that we need to watch from this past season and i'll be like uh, there really isn't one and they're like no 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 come on what's the one episode that like all right this is the good one and i'd be i'm like hard press to really find an episode under Whittaker's run that that is good uh to that like level and I don't want to spoil anything cuz you haven't watched it but there are things that they did to the character of the doctor that are just really bad decisions that like myself and again my buddy Todd who's just a lifelong Doctor Who fan since the the 70s they, we just both look at each other and are like, "No, why'd you do that?" And uh, it really soured me on the show. So I'm hoping it turns around because science fiction—you can undo anything yeah. uh, if you're a good enough writer. But uh, just some stuff that like shook the character to the core that I, I just don't agree with.
2: That kind of reminds me, like going back to Star Wars. I had a, I have a friend, or like I, he, I would once consider him a friend. Now but just honestly not on speaking terms. But the whole point is, he he's like a huge star Wars fan. And I remember me and him were having this conversation years ago. Oh, uh, well, like, I'll say a handful of years ago. And he was mad that Disney and star Wars were going to do this, do something with Boba Fett. They, at that point, I think it was like, they're going to make a Boba Fett movie. And he's, yeah. like, he's like, they can't make a Boba Fett movie. He died. And I was like, like not even like being a star Wars fan, just knowing how writing and science fiction works. I'm like, You didn't see him die. He's like, no, he, he went in, he went into the pit and he died. I'm like, you didn't actually see him die.
0: Yeah. Boba Fett died for our sins. Don't marginalize his sacrifice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like he was about to like pull up on his phone, like the moment where he died. But I was like trying to explain to him, like, like in a lot of writing, like if you don't see something happen and you just assume it happened, maybe it didn't happen. And they can always, always write that. And then even with science fiction, that's kind of like even worse. Cause like you can just, you know, abracadabra, it's science fiction.
0: Yeah. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. We fixed it.
2: Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's God. That's the angels take Manhattan all over again. Like you, you <laughs> want to talk about an episode that gets me fucking that one. The first time I watched that. And like at the end when Amy has to say goodbye uh, and she says uh, raggedy man, goodbye. Yeah. Like, Oh, I, I cried the first time I watched it, even though there was a while after that. I would just think of that episode, and I'd, I'd get a little teary-eyed.
0: Yeah, I, I I have a hard time deciding if I prefer Amy Pond or Clara Oswald. Uh, they're both 1A and 1B in my eyes. Uh, I did meet Amy Pond, uh, the actress Karen Gillan, at a Comic-Con uh, the same day uh, that I met uh, Matt Smith. So I have my, pic- my Mark photos with both of them. Uh, I did enjoy meeting one of them way more than the other, though. <laughs>
2: uh i also have a uh, mark pick with both of them uh a- actually oh, nice. both of them same picture um
0: see i didn't want matt there i wanted it to be like a one-on-one thing i wanted some special time with karen gillan
2: <laughs> well karen held my which
0: <laughs> god
2: if you, <laughs> Go if, you if you don't know it like this, this sounds so sexual she held my sonic screwdriver oh <laughs> for uh for the picture because i had i had my own props like i had um uh, of course, did. <laughs> I, Well, I guess I you the picture because I didn't go full out because I didn't. Obviously, I didn't have the money, but I had a costume shirt of Matt Smith uh, for his doctor uniform. And then I literally, I've, I've had a sonic screwdriver because I used to collect those and buy them when I saw them at the store. And then, like, literally on the way there, I bought a mop. Okay. So, like, I had, you know, oh, and I, I had a fez. So I, I had. Oh, that's fe- what
0: I was about to say. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I had the fez on. So, like, I wanted to get a picture. And I'm like, well, like, I don't want to be holding any props. Like you guys, gonna hold them. I gave Matt the mop, and I gave Karen the sonic screwdriver. <laughs> and I feel I feel bad. Like I, I know I've said this on here before, because just like the habit of meeting wrestlers and meeting him. What I did afterwards, like after we got the picture, I shook his hand. Like I put out yeah. my hand. I think he kind of gave me a weird look, but he shook it. Like now in this world, I could understand if he was like no. But I walked away, and I'm like. Oh my God, I shook his hand like he was a wrestler. Because I was like, it's always like, I always say, thank you. So I'm
0: the same exact way. uh, Like when I went to that con, uh, the first picture I got that day was with Nathan Fillion and, uh, you know, big Firefly fan back in the day. So I did the thing where it's like, okay, it's my turn. I stick out my hand to get a handshake. Because again, I'm thinking like wrestler mentality and he just looked at it and just like looked forward at the camera and I was like, oh, okay. Like I wasn't offended, but it was kind of weird. It was like a weird interaction. and I have this awkward smile in my picture, but like you said, I kind of put it together. I was like, I just, oh, I in my mind, I'm, I'm meeting somebody and I'm shaking their hand, but I was like, this dude doesn't want to shake the hand of like thousands of fanboys over the course of the next two hours, you know?
2: Yeah. Captain hammer doesn't want to shake your hand.
0: Yes. Maybe uh, Doctor Horrible would have, but we'll
2: see. <laughs> I'm happy you got the reference.
0: I, I freaking one of my favorite pieces of uh, Strike Era cinema.
2: I lo- like I'll randomly like listen to the soundtrack. I was listening to some interview and someone talked about it, and literally like afterwards I like turned on the or maybe even I paused it. And I'm like, fuck it, I got to listen to the soundtrack. It's been a while.
0: Yeah, uh, I to this day I'll walk around and I'll be like, with my freeze ray, I will stop the world. <laughs> It's not an ice ray or a death ray. That's all Johnny Snow. H-O-R-R. Right, right, right. Yeah. The, the,
2: the original uh, brand new day. Well, all
0: right. Weren't there questions at one point? I feel like we were working our way through those.
2: Uh, yeah, let's go. Question number five. Uh, try to go. This is a new one. I'm, I'm trying it out. Uh, right. I tried it on Facebook. And I, I didn't get a lot of serious responses, so I actually deleted it. But when you play pool, do you prefer solids or stripes?
0: Ah, uh, I saw this question. And the reason why you didn't get any responses is because for me, it's like, I don't care. You know, yeah. <laughs> there was a. in. So here's the thing. I have never been really good at pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a pool table in my college apartment and it was basically just a hey let's drink and play pool but i was never good at it and in college you know how you do the 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 gimmick where it's like oh if you win you keep playing and people come up and challenge you and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. so me and a buddy of mine at this one local dive bar were basically like we were unbeatable now neither one of us were any good we were just very lucky. Like we'd be playing people who were drunker than us or people would be scratching on the, you know, the the final eight ball or whatever. Uh or it just just a happenstance of like we were just constantly winning. And we went like 3 years of being undefeated at this bar. And it was just one of those things where we just told the story of like, you know, we're, you know, you can't believe this. We we've never lost a game of pool at this place. People come up and be like, I'm going to get you this time or whatever. And we graduated, and, like, I'm local, but he lives in New Jersey. Uh, But then he came back in for, like, something. And we're like, let's go to this bar. Let's play pool. And the very first game, we lost, like, quickly and decisively and we were both very sad that we could have just retired undefeated but we decided to go back and like test fate and got schooled as the old people so that's just my long way of saying like I don't care <laughs> about stripes or solids uh I think the solids look cooler than the stripes so if I had to pick I'd go that way but uh I have a very very painful memories of billiards the reason
2: why I have the question is because lately I've been playing pool on my phone. And like oh. I actually I had I had the game years ago and then, you know, through time I just kind of like stopped playing it so I deleted it, but I got like this random itch recently. So the thing that I remember even back then and even now, like I swear people would take solids over stripes. And going by like how the rules that they have where when you first break and if you you make a ball in you that actually doesn't count as like whether you're solids or stripes. So I've yeah, seen, that's the
0: way I always play it. It's just you know if you knock in three solids and a stripe, the table's still open, but it would behoove you to go after the one that already has more balls like deposited.
2: Yeah, so knowing watching that rule, like I've seen where people have broke a stripe has gone in, and they will go out of their way to get in a solid, and I'm like. Like, I don't really like, have a preference. Like, your granted, I, I meant with, like, what you said. Solids look cooler. And yeah. I mean, maybe it's because um, you also have the eight ball there, which is technically a, a solid. And, like, a lot of uh, things that people think of with, like, pull balls, like, for example, like, you know, 6 pack, it was <laughs> the it was the six ball, which yeah. is a solid. But, you know, if I'm playing and I'm not, not going to stripe, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm stripes because it makes sense because one's already in and what and if i can get another one in like boom i'm already up two to nothing like yeah like it's smart to go that way so i've that's why i've had it i'm, I'm trying to like maybe just see how other people say and a lot of people's like oh whatever gets me to win or blah blah blah, blah. but i'm like then why the fuck am i seeing people playing this game and they're just like up oh, solids
0: yeah so i think that all things being equal you take a look at the table it's balanced there's You know, all the balls are like, it's not like, oh, all the stripes are right near the pockets waiting to fall in. You know, it's nothing like that. You know, we don't have a jumbling in one area cluster. So like, if all things are equal from a strategy standpoint, I'll say that with like a 51% favorability, I'll lean towards solids. Uh, But there's nothing to back that up other than some kind of weird monkey brain thing where you're drawn to the prettier colors, you know?
2: Unless you're a psychopath like uh, Macrodona.
0: This is also true, but he's our psychopath. So it's okay.
2: I mean, he openly admits that's always my favorite thing. Like he'll openly say like, I'm a psychopath.
0: Yeah. Like he's not
2: saying like, he's a crazy person, but he'll be talking about buying stuff. You know, not know. Cause like, you know, I'm a psychopath.
0: Yeah. I had to get, a,
2: I, I had to get a perfect card because I'm a psychopath.
0: Yeah. And I, I think I've talked about this a, a bunch on this podcast. Like I've given you glimpses that I, I see very similar ways, like uh, in things in the same light as he does many times, you know? So that's maybe I got a soft spot. I'm obsessed with certain things, and then, just like him, I'm like, okay, I don't want this anymore, and it's gone. You know? Uh,
2: What question number was that? Was that that was five, right?
0: That was number five. Okay, yeah, that was. So number six
2: that I tailor around my guest uh, for you. I mean, we kind of talked about it, but do you have any other weekly purchases
0: (laughs) that we could talk about here? Uh, Well, you know what? I I already gave you the scoop of the microaggression uh, samples that I bought. Uh, I'm going to go up and pull up my add-ons with wrestling show notes and just see what else is on there. You know what? I will also spoil this. I bought this on eBay. Um, I bought a foam Broski Fisk from 2011. They talk a lot about it on the Z True uh, story. And it was like $10 on eBay. And I was like, you know what? I don't have any foam in my collection. I am going to buy a broski fist. And it says fist pump your face on the one side. (laughs) Oh, that is my my other weekly purchase for this segment.
2: Oh, so you don't have that scratch the figure itch uh, foam finger?
0: I don't have any of the major pod or Mac Cardona foam stuff. Uh, I never really had the urge to add any foam to the collection but i feel like it was just on a recent episode of the that podcast where they were talking about you know broski having merch early on and the foam fist was one of the things that like i get, I don't know if it was like it was it popped marky when uh, zach was talking about it uh or something so i was like you know what let me just look into that And as I mentioned, I have a very wide net of uh, Cardona searches on eBay and uh, it came up uh, recently, but like I said, 10 bucks. I was like, I I think it was $10 shipping with a starting bit of a dollar and nobody else bid on it. So like I got it for a dollar plus $10 shipping.
2: Uh, I got, I got two weekly purchases.
0: All right. What do you got? I'm
2: going with the major wrestling figure podcast rules. Like I have to have it in hand Uh, and I, I have both of these in hand. Uh, number one, I just got it in today. Finally, it would get this. So I bought this off of a company back in November and I knew it wasn't going to ship out till January. So I get a shipping confirmation uh, on the 10th of January that it didn't actually move or do anything because it gave you that. Oh, your shipping label has been printed. Yeah. Which I hate. <laughs> If they sit on, if it gets printed and then like that day, it's like on a truck or getting ready to go on a truck. Fine. But when it's like sits like, okay, so it it was printed on the 10th. It didn't do anything till like the 20th. Yeah.
0: So pretty much like anything from ringside.
2: (laughs) Kind of not from ringside though. So, uh, I got it in today and it is the Ghostbusters Ecto one popcorn bucket. That was sold okay. was, was sold yeah sold through AMC.
0: Okay, I remember seeing them a lot in the the, the Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, do I dare ask what such a thing would have set you back? I I forget what I bought. Like I bought it straight from AMC. Okay, so you got it for basically retail, retail plus oh, yeah.
2: shipping. I got uh, yeah, hundred percent for retail because uh, there was only a select amount that went out to theaters, and literally like some of the ones in my area, I guess like they only got like two. It was, it was like one of those things where it's just like, Oh, you wasn't, you weren't planning on selling like a hundred at your locations. Like you just had a handful or, or just whatever it was. Maybe they weren't expecting like crowds for, for Ghostbusters, but they did the thing of like the next Monday or something. They announced that they would be on the website at a certain time. I missed out initially. Cause if you were the first, so many, you had like a shot at like some Dan Aykroyd sign ones and you would get them like pretty quick. I think it was because like I was waiting for, it, and then like, I got a call, and I forgot that I, that I was waiting on that, and then I got off the call, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I forgot about that." Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I did end up ordering one, or maybe uh, I was I got stuck at work and I wasn't around my phone. I think that might have been what it was. But the whole point is ordered it, but it was like, "Oh, like it's you can know, order pre-order or uh, on back order and get it in January." And I'm like, "I'll get it. That's that's all I care about." All right. I, yeah. I, the second thing I got and there, there's a store. technically not my purchase and technically not a purchase, but since I it's sitting here in my office and eventually it's going to be in my office when uh, we move, whenever that may be when we get a house. But uh, my wife had a a company party over the weekend that was supposed to be for Christmas, but obviously COVID and like maybe just even came down to like timing and everything. uh, They had it now, which fine, whatever, you know, food was good. Alcohol was free. Great night. But, uh, they also had some raffles and every worker had, he had to be, uh, an actual employee. You couldn't like the date or husband wife, whatever, maybe like they couldn't put their name on these cards, only the employees. So that's fine. But they had, uh, they had AirPods, they had a $300 gift card to Kalahari, an Oculus, two different kinds of purses. And I think it was like $200 or $300 Amazon gift cards. And there was also a 40-inch TV and a 50-inch TV. Now, all but the 50-inch, people could put uh, their cards in. And you could put one, you could put them all, spread them out, whatever it may be. But the, the 50-inch, you had to be working there for two years or more. And like, that's automatically, it was just, that was one Card went in for all those employees and now was said, like they didn't, you couldn't add anymore. So okay. the also rule that they had, if you want one thing, you couldn't win another. So like if you get pulled out for the AirPods and then they pull for the purse later and you know, you, your name came up for both, you get whatever was pulled first. So okay. the, the 50 inch TV was the the final thing that they were, they were giving out. Uh, I was first like hoping to get the AirPods cause that was one that I put in like her name was on it but like i put in for it didn't win that she really wanted to get the purse she put in like three or four for that one didn't get that didn't get the kalahari uh then we get down to the tv obviously it's a weekly purchases you can tell where we're going but uh first two names pulled had already won something
0: okay so it's like it's getting anxious at this point
2: my wife was the third person to get pulled
0: nice so the 50 inch
2: yeah 50 inch uh TCL or yeah yeah TCL um uh, Roku TV okay P- pretty nice, nice for for a, a free TV and the reason why we're not putting it anywhere is because we have a fifty inch in our living room and a I think a fifty five inch in our bedroom there's no use of like switching
0: yeah yeah M- might I suggest the dream which is bathroom TV
2: well we're in an apartment and our our bathrooms are pretty small yeah, but people did suggest that but uh uh we're going to wait till we move and like that's where cuz like when i'm in here like i don't have a tv on i've heard like other podcasts where people are like oh i you know i'm watching this in the background i have nothing in here to do that yeah so if no, i had a, no. if i had a roku tv i could do that but very small room and like across from me is like all my figures and everything so i have to take stuff down just on it yeah it's just it's kind of messy. So that's my other purchase. And that's the first time I've, uh, I've told that online.
0: Nice. Well, congratulations, sir.
2: I was going to put that as my purchase all the week for major wrestling figure podcast, but I didn't have a picture of it. And by now they have already probably recorded that segment.
0: Yeah. You know what? I I've given up on putting anything in that, uh, that post, because I have gotten some, some pretty unique stuff, like whether it be, you know, like, hey, I got the, the wedding brawlers, or I got these the, the, the rookie figures of Broski and Hawkins mint on card, or I literally bought Broski's purple leather jacket from him, and I'm in the vlog showing it, and all that stuff. And uh, instead, they're like, the things that actually make it onto the major mark purchases of the week is like, oh hey guys, I uh, I bought tickets to Disney World or you know bought a new car, you know like that's all the things that uh, make it. So I've given up, like I, I'm done trying to impress Smart Mark. It'll never happen.
2: I think I got on there for the Crown. That was the last time I got on there for. It. And like yeah. I have a, I have a, I did a screen recording. Like anytime like I'm such a mark for this, but anytime like <laughs> my name gets mentioned or like something, I will. Go to the the video podcast that's only on Patreon, and I will screen record it. And yeah. when I openly say that, like you know, Matt hooked me up, and I called him my absolute intent champion, like he does this like thumbs up into the camera, and I have a screenshot <laughs> of that because I think it's fucking
0: hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> And, and conversely the only time I was ever mentioned on the pod is when Brian Myers called me my he's like my buddy Adam Volkenberg I'm like alright yeah, that you did a little bit of a butchering of the name like it's half of my shoot name it's none of my working name it, it, but we know it was me but that's the only time I was ever mentioned that's like if you were on there once and they mentioned you as Justin Mers. <laughs> you know, like, and that's your only time you were ever mentioned that's that's what me being called Adam adam volkenberg is
2: i <laughs> have the benefit of actually the knowing my name like obviously smart mark does but when, the, when we talked about uh me wearing the chris farley shirt or they talked about yeah. me wearing the chris oh. farley shirt like because like matt's like oh yeah some fan like came up in uh one of this picture and brian's like oh yeah uh, justin summers and yeah. i was like i was like oh that's pretty cool like yeah oh, of course i have that screen recorder order too
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're, you're practically you're like the fifth member of the figure four at this point <laughs> You are the, the, the JJ Dylan of the, the figure four horseman. <laughs>
2: I think the sad thing is like, people look at like me and you and they're like, Oh my God, how could you be obsessed with those guys? And all this kind of stuff. I'm like you think we're obsessed. Uh, n- no shot to anybody that's in that group. But like, there's some people it's like, Oh yeah. Like they're buying, they're spending good money on stuff. Like you bought the jacket, which fine, whatever. But there's other people that like, they've bought a jacket, uh, just a bunch of other shit like we we're a fraction like if you think we're crazy um yeah. we're sane compared to them
0: well here's the thing with the jacket first of all it's a sexy fucking jacket <laughs> <laughs> second of all i i'm a silly boy doing a silly bit so i just did it for the bit uh third of all i can actually wear it you know like i'm gonna wear it to wrestling shows and it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, I am the purple broski leather jacket guy, but like, at least I am not like buying the shard of glass that was taken out of his back four months after the death match. Like, that's a level that I'm not crossing, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, that, and that's just tip of the iceberg and stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not getting those people. Like, if, if that's what you like, fine. But I'm explaining to people that think we're crazy and you know, we're like, we're obsessed and yeah. you know we're huge fans. I'm like, oh no.
0: I think we're perfectly reasonable, middle of the road, rational uh, major pod fans. The face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: face. Uh, okay, uh, I gave you enough time to stall. What was, uh, did you have any other uh...
0: weekly purchases?
2: Yeah, just, uh, just the oh.
0: fist. Jesus, man, I already, I already told you about production samples of rare old Jax figures. I bought some 11 uh, year old foam figures. Uh, I'm going to have nothing left for add-ons with wrestling this week. I will just say, obviously, Charlie Butters is going to send me uh, (laughs) some uh, GCW Cardona family and Paps Corporate uh, hygiene wipes. And uh, I might have picked up a couple uh, Target Legends figures in the wild this week. I got the uh, ECW Hurricane and the DX Triple H figure. Uh, but that is literally everything I bought this week. You I have cleaned out my weekly purchases on Wrestling Cheers. I wasn't planning on doing that. I'm gonna have to buy some more stuff between now and Thursday.
2: Yeah, I was about to well people people are listening to th- this on Thursday, but uh or if they listen to the day it comes out. Yeah. But you you'll have you will have time from recording to uh to refill, but but maybe I'm saving Joe some time. Like he'll he'll tell about maybe the one thing he bought from home, whatever that may be. <laughs> and then you can go, you know what? Um, I said, everything else that I needed on resting cheers. And then like that, that was my, all my weekly purchases. So yeah, go back and listen to that show.
0: Yeah. You know what? That's, it's a good opportunity. Oh, there's that word, uh, to plug this show, uh, during that point of my podcast. And I also like, I won't tell Joe until it gets to the point where we are like presenting the purchases because I want to hear my weekly purchases jingle. And I don't want to be deprived of that. And at the end of the day, that's all I care about is hearing that because it pops me every time. Like if I hear the jingle, I don't really care if I don't have anything to talk about afterwards.
2: I almost want to play a game on here of, uh, does Adam know the card where I was going to take the new, uh, version of does Joe know the card, but then the take the part where it says Joe and have me butt in and go, Adam, <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have time to like throw it together.
0: I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of things you can fix in production to make this sound like, uh, we really had a plan going into it. <laughs>
2: <You know? laughs> yeah. But we don't have time for you to like, can, do you know the Royal rumble card?
0: Oh, these i there's a royal rumble on saturday that's about all i know there's a royal rumble
2: and there's a uh, little cash game you guys have
0: yep at odds royal rumble opportunity which i would plug but all the spots are filled so maybe next year
2: yeah for the third year in the row like my money's tight around this time and i'm like i go like yeah, i could but i don't know and then like gets sold out and i go fuck maybe next year yeah <laughs>
0: Well, last year, I don't remember who I had in the men's rumble, but my women's pick was Zia Lee, So I knew that that was dead money right off the rip. But hopefully this year, whatever uh, whatever pick, or I'm sorry, whatever entrant in the men's rumble that uh, Broski ends up being, hopefully I get that one. Might not come through and win, but it'll be good for sentimental reasons.
2: I will say, just to watch for Cardona slash Ryder show up, it's like one of the only reasons why I want to watch the rumble.
0: Yeah, uh, ah, they're always fun. As much as I fucking hate the E and everything they stand for. And most of the people that still work there, uh, watching the actual rumble matches themselves is still a good time.
2: Well, I think my thing is, is I don't, I have Peacock and I didn't cancel it. It canceled itself. And it's only because this is what I think it is. I had a issue where my Facebook got hacked, but not most people didn't see anything of it. It was because they hacked my ads page, which, okay. which is like any, Uh, Facebook page I have like non-personal page but like the fan page and stuff that I put ads out for like they can go in and run ads and they were adding me as uh, or my uh, ads account as like administrator for these random fucking pages and like literally it almost seemed like it was just like knockoff stuff and they were if they were selling the real thing like it was cheaply made type thing but I think a lot of it was just fake bullshit to scam money
0: yeah and Were you, you sell uh playstation 5 through uh smart <laughs> marks
2: <laughs> well this is where i i learned to do a two-factor authorization and i switched a lot of my stuff to a two-factor uh but yeah. what ended up happening was like i ended up having to go through dispute through paypal because like facebook was horrible on like figuring out what was going on, like getting back to me. But at least I had my PayPal set up through it, not just like my debit card. So I was able to say, PayPal, this is fraudulent, help me. And like, I got on the phone with them, they looked at it and they were just like, yeah, like we can, we, we think this is fraudulent, you know, we're going to push this through and everything. And like within a couple hours, I got approved for a refund. But then I had, like, I had to go through though. And like, well, actually, cause I was having trouble like unlinking the PayPal account to from my ads page and basically PayPal went in themselves. Like I tried to do it through them, like through like the website, but they went in and they were like, no, like we're taking this away. Now the thing is that gets us to Peacock is because the stupid thing the Peacock does that I'm not a fan of is they charge you twice and it looks like a fraudulent charge. And it's like your, your network is about like whatever, $10, but they do it in like two half payments because like the, the bottom tier is X amount. And then you pay the difference for the next tier up. And it's like two separate transactions. And PayPal was like, we think this is fraudulent. I told them it wasn't, but then I got got a thing like from Peacock saying like, Oh, you need to reauthorize your, your card or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, PayPal was like, yeah, we still think it's a (laughs) fraudulent. So we're just, we're not allowing this to go through. And I have not gone back and like, Oh, I'm missing out on, raw and all this stuff like i need to go back and watch it no it's i'm like whatever
0: but you ever looked into like can more than one person be on the same cock at the same time (laughs) Like, Uh, (laughs) like if you were able to get access to somebody else's uh peacock uh can you use their like at the same time as they are on like can two people live watch the same login
2: you you want me to get on someone else's cock
0: Like, is it possible? Is there enough room on that cock for you to be on there and for somebody else to be on there at the same time?
2: But that person would be on their own. How how do you get on your own cock?
0: Well, I'm saying like, let's say, for example, I have my cock and I'm on my cock. Well, that doesn't make any sense. How am I on my own cock? (laughs) I don't know. Like, yeah like you're gonna have to look into that like can can more than one people be on the same cock you know like if it's the same you log in and password and all that stuff that way like you, can, you don't have to get around that and then there's that opportunity of sharing the cock and then maybe like if you, you and somebody else are sharing the cock maybe the other person could pay for like the netflix or the hbo max or something like that
2: can we get joe to do some research on the cock
0: uh, yeah, you know what, Joe uh, Sposto, if you're listening to this, which I know you are contractually obligated to do <laughs> so, uh, he's also required to plug this, as I am a member of the soon-to-be named network, and I I am on another podcast, so this is getting you uh, mentioned on like Longbox Heroes and everything. So, Joe, uh, make a note. Uh, can you look into how many people can simultaneously be on one cock at the same time? Uh, feel free to throw it into Google. Uh, no need for a safe search. <laughs>
2: All right, this has been way longer than I fucking expected it to be. Any uh, final thoughts or last-minute plugs before we go?
0: Yeah, you know what? Again, uh, if you did not turn off this podcast after the first five minutes, uh, I have been Adam Van. You can find me on Twitter. At the Man Adam Van. I'm also on Instagram where I pretty much just show things that I buy. So all the toys and cards and comics that I buy, I show that off on Instagram, which is also at the Man Adam Van. And as Justin was kind enough to mention multiple times, I am on a weekly wrestling podcast called At Odds with Wrestling with uh, Joe Sposto, uh, who's a great dude and is much more famous and popular and good at podcasting than I am. But uh, check us out weekly At Odds with Wrestling. Uh, We talk about the weekend wrestling, talk about some old stuff, talk about weekly purchases. Uh, I have very good takes. He has very bad takes. It's a good show. So go check it out. Uh, we are on Twitter at Odds Wrestling.
2: And of course, you can find myself at Jay Summers 330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe if you listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, rest and Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Spanish Nounce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby. The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jutsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, Add Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mikes, This Ends at Prom and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men. Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventure, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Good Company, Heart of Gold, Toy Haya Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and be sure to use the 10% off code when you order of Cheers so you can save yourself a little money. Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers Moy Boy Designs that will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers where everybody knows your name especially when you're on the cock later Mm